Hello and welcome to Midweek Gaming number 56. And it's a fine Wednesday in the UK. We've got 70 to 75 mile an hour winds. We were late, Daz, because I went to check if my bins had blown over. <laughs> but yeah, we're back again on Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in, in everyone. You can see Indie Gaming chat early. Uh, was back from the dead. I think he's always the first to comment in the chat. Uh, the UK Dazarus, Masuku, VJ's in chat as well, Luke Steele's in chat, Pyro, MD, how you doing? He's in chat as well. Boba Fett Gaming, welcome. Oh, yep, so um, this week we've got a great guest who also features on the Green Pass Gaming podcast and the Indie Games podcast with the Indie Gamer. How are you doing, Luke? Yeah, I'm very, uh, I'm very, well, actually, I've got um, some kind of uh, cold, um, which is not COVID, but I'm jokingly referring to as COVID-20. The thing is, um, you have to say that now. It's annoying, isn't it? You have to say, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so um, it's kind of wiped me out the last few days, but uh, I, I just turned a corner kind of this evening uh, it, for the better to be able to come on here. So uh, I'm very happy to be here and uh, I'm looking forward to talking. I didn't even know you were down. You were feeling poor. You're not a moaner, are you? You don't, you don't really say that. Uh, well, no, I mean, to my partner I do, but she can put up with it, I think, for now. <laughs> not online, though. Not online. I'll, I'll keep that quiet. Internally, I'm raging. <laughs> it's good to have you on, it is. Thank you very much. Have you got any games you're looking forward to, Luke, just out of interest? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, two huge games. Um, the next week and a half, uh, so Horizon on Friday, um, which um, I've pre-ordered, um, which is quite rare, um, but I knew I'd love it because I love the first one. Um, and then, uh, and then Elden Ring uh, next week as well. So uh, uh, you know, um, it's just a it's a mad month, really. Um, and if you look back, you know. We've had Dying Light 2 and Sifu. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, th those are the two that immediately I'm looking forward to playing, uh, particularly Horizon. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I just can't wait to dive into them. But it's just going to be... It's, I'm just trying to work out how to kind of go about playing them because invariably, you know, one is going to fall by the wayside between Horizon yeah. and Elden Ring. Like, it's just going to happen. Oh. There is not enough time in the day to play all no, the games. No, there, there is. <laughs> there is not. And I've been frantically trying to get through. Well, not frantically, but I've been trying to savor, but also complete Sifu uh, as well, which I'm really enjoying. Um, uh, and, and ahead of those games coming out, because I, I don't want Sifu to just fall into the backlog, which is like four and a half thousand games long at this point. So, you know. Okay, well, you have 36 hours to finish Shifu, so there you go. Yeah, well, I, I, I've got one boss left. I've got one boss left, so uh, I can do it, I think, maybe. <laughs> good to hear. Sounds, sounds, uh, there's a lot of good games coming in. I must admit, Horizon Forbidden West does look very good, but I haven't completed the bloody first one, so there's no point getting it. Right. <laughs> you haven't completed hardly any games. We don't want to hear that. Yeah, right. I think Luke knows that. Everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do. But um, 
Animated Evil. Welcome and thank you for the Stubbs cast last Friday. It was an excellent show. It was a very chilled, relaxed chat about gaming and <laughs> content creation. It, it, I really enjoyed it. It was a really good. Do you one. know what? Um, you you did a you did a, an absolute amazing job of getting me to open up and just being completely honest. Um, as a host, you were absolutely fantastic. I really enjoyed it as well. Um, so I thank you for it really because it obviously let people know a little bit more Ooh. about me and my history and what I do and that kind of thing. So yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. And again, I appreciate you having yeah. me on again this week. Um, God, God knows how hard it is to get you to talk about yourself for hours on end. Oh, it's just it's so hard, honestly. He's so bloody quiet all the time. I talk, just not about me. I, I do talk a lot, just not about myself and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's Once you get me going, Paul knows, it's difficult to get me to shut up. But how are you doing? Yeah. And is there is there any games you're looking forward to playing? Um, do you know what the main one I'm looking forward to? What that's dropped off um, most people's radar is at least six months out, um, which is Test Drive Unlimited, the third the third version of that. I am really looking forward to that game. Nice. Okay. Um, there was that, and there was sort of the Harry Potter thing that's been delayed until 2023, I think. Something along those lines. Um, yeah, there's, there's so, as Luke so eloquently put, there's just so many games to play right now. I can't think of what I want to play next. It's just backlog, backlog, backlog. And I'm, I'm in the same situation where I've got a thousand or so to play. It's just ugh, crazy. It is. But at least you will probably complete some of them. No, not, not the way I hop around, not really. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. And uh, VJ, how are you doing? Welcome back. Uh, hi there, how are you doing? And uh, also, well done on your return to Xbox Factor podcast on Boom Show. It was very good. Well, yeah. I was listening in. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to be back on a show um, at a civil hour, really, because uh, to get you brain kicking into gear at seven o'clock it's difficult but um uh thanks for having me back on the show and it's lovely to have luke um back as well professor layton as i like to call him (laughs) (laughs) you beat me up Uh, (laughs) you're too far away um i should say phoenix right really that's pretty more well yeah (laughs) yeah i'll just start uh, shouting objection during this if there's nothing i agree with i hope so but um but yeah, and no, I'm really looking forward. To, also, jokes aside, I'm really looking forward to hearing his views today. So uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, and uh, looking forward to the show. Be good. A few more have came in. Welcome, Muppet. Thanks for popping in. She's now elite. Welcome. Um, who else we got? Yeah, Dreadpool. So far, Dreadpool. Welcome, I seen you. Uh, Removable sanity. Welcome back. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you, thank you very much. Has thank you for having me on. And it's has, has your shed taken off in the wind. It, it hasn't. It is, it is slightly That's rocking, good. unlike my bedroom, but, you know, it's, it is slightly rocking, yeah. Um, it's good to have Luke on. I'm sure he'll provide us a good, robust counter to every argument we have going. <laughs> <laughs> too high an expectation, that. It's way too high. <laughs> it's, it's just a, great to have you on, my friend. Oh, thank um, you very much. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, thank you very much for having me on again. Yeah, no, it was good. It's good to have you back on, like every week. It's good. And as Animated saying in the chat, 
please hit the like button, share the show out, and subscribe. Because I was talking about it that on the podcast, saying I don't do it enough, apparently. So he's it's doing true. It in the chat, prompting me to say it. Cerebral, how are you doing? Yo. Welcome back. I'm doing good. Yeah. Living day to day, baby. Yeah. Looking young. Yep. Yep, shave my face off and all that. Oh, you have, not you? Yeah, you have. <laughs> Looking younger. You are. Yeah. You He's only saying that now after I pointed it out. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah. yeah. I thought we had final on for a minute. Yeah, Stubbs was probably <laughs> actually going, something looks different. I can't figure it out. Yeah, He's not wearing it. A- He's not wearing a hat, right? That's He's it. not yeah. wearing a hat. <laughs> see, look at that, see? <laughs> that was it, the hat. That's yeah, that's, that's it, yeah. Um, let's see. And let's see what well, I've been playing a lot. In fact, I've been playing Madden the last couple of hours. But other than that, um, a lot of Dying Light 2. And then yesterday, or actually night, not yesterday, but the night before, I did a little bit of Cyberpunk. And then I did Cyberpunk yesterday to compare old with new. Definitely noticeable yeah. difference. And as I was getting into the game again, I realized how much fun that game really is mm-hmm. and how well put together it is. I'm, so I'm probably going to end up playing the whole dang thing all over again. So there you go. Because I played it when it first uh, dropped and I haven't played it since. So it's, I've got a little over a year since I played it. So even though I remember parts of it, I don't remember all of it. So I'm going to probably go back and do some of that. Yeah, because I've uh, been in there. I've been in there and deleted all my saves. So I'm going to replay it. Yeah. So see if... Wait, you're no, going to replay people... it? Does that mean you've actually completed it? No, no, no. He means, he means <laughs> replay it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get that far. He'll replay, he'll replay the character customization yeah. screen. Yeah, yeah that was uh, as far as he got, actually. Eight minutes in. Eight minutes in. Eight minutes in. He wants to see if he can make the joke even bigger now. In, in <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so we've got some topics today. There's one on Sifu. Uh, see, I'm on. I'm on. Uh, can I play it? Uh, can I can I play that game.com? As that seemed to be the best article of it. Uh, basically, Sifu is having post-launch accessibility updates, and it could include closed caption and extra difficulty modes. Sifu receive a, will be receiving a number of accessibility updates in the future. It has been confirmed in a Twitch stream by Steve uh, Sailor. I'm hoping I'm right. saying that right, Paul. Yep. Wow. Yeah, Steve's a um, guy. A segment by the co-founder of Slowcap co-founder detailed the studio's possible plans for the future of Sifu and accessibility. Wow. Just get down to it. Oh, this has been a... By the way, uh, Steve announced today that he actually got brought on as an accessibility consultant for one of the companies. I can't remember which one. It was, mm-hmm. um, I almost want to say for... Take-Two Interactive, but, but... No, it sorry, it was T- for Call of Duty, wasn't it? Was it one of them? Oh, yeah, it was um, for Call of Duty. Yeah, it was for... Yep. So, yeah, he's actually officially, like, doing it as a thing now instead of freelancing it, which is cool. Now, the fact that Sifu didn't have, um, what's it called, uh, 
um, closed captions to begin with kind of shocks me in today's world. It really does. Of all the accessibility things that most games do by default, that's usually one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So I've found a bit now. Now I messed up. Yeah. Uh, C4 <laughs> be getting accessibility updates post-launch, including improving captioning, a high contrast mode for the PS4 and PS5, as well as PC, and difficulty modes as well. We want Sifu to challenge players and to encourage them to learn, improve, and adapt. The ability to rise up from death will help new players by allowing them to fail and try again multiple times when they face difficulty, but the price of the mistakes will rapidly increase, and in order to fully complete the game, they ha they will have to master the combat system. And uh, a tweet from... Uh, Steve Saylor says it'd be better captions, high contrast mode. On I've just repeated that. So difficulty modes, there will be an easier mode and a harder uh, mode. And he's they've compared it similar to Metroid Dread's update. So that's interesting. What what are your thoughts on Was that? Was there a Luke? date for that? No, <laughs> it's just a future update. It says it doesn't say when. It doesn't. Mm. I'm just going to get the guest for because he's uh, currently uh, the guest. So, Luke, do you want to jump yeah. in on that one first? Because you're currently playing it. You are. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm happy it's it's getting that stuff. I think as Cerebral Paul said, it's quite bizarre. It didn't have closed captions. I mean, that's just like one of the most basic um, accessibility slash uh, common features that you will, you know, that games should have. Um, obviously, doesn't affect me but it does affect other people um i think the the difficulty one's really interesting there's always this back and forth about you know how um developers design their games around difficulty and you know you go back to souls debate etc be, I mean, be careful where you tread here luke because i will jump no, through the internet and kick your no, ass no don't don't worry don't worry, <laughs> don't worry don't worry you'll like what i'm gonna say i think um i i, I watched funnily enough um i think having so I, I really hope it has easier, uh, easier modes. You know, much more accessible uh, modes to, for for people who either don't want the difficulty or can't, you know, deal with that level of difficulty to actually enjoy the game. The one thing I will say about it, which um, Skill Up uh, said in his review, and, and which having played, you know, most of the game, I'm as I say, it's got five bosses, and I'm I'm four bosses down, is that <clears throat> I think. The problem for Sifu is that um, it, it's it's very... If you can plow through that game quickly, it's very short. Like, it's super short. Um, the difficulty, in a way, kind of pads the length of the game and therefore, you know, sort of justifies... It. I mean, it's a great experience, but it, it, it helps to justify the price it's at. I think if you're, you know, going through it quickly, you, you could literally blast through that game in about two hours, maybe less, um, without any challenge. Now, that's I've got no issue with that at all. I just think it's maybe... Um, it's one of those things where in a Souls game, for example, you know, they're much longer games uh, generally. So even if you ramp down the difficulty of those games, you will still get a very solid, enjoyable experience. I don't know whether, you know, uh, Sithu would be like that. Um, and, and that's not to say it shouldn't have uh, 
uh, easier modes because it absolutely should. But I think even more than you know the Souls games, this game was designed around difficulty, and I think that's probably a failing of the developer um, as a result. And maybe it's why they didn't want to introduce this to begin with. Mm. Um, you know, uh, and I I love it, um, and I think probably by the time I finished it, it would have taken me maybe eight or nine hours, which is a good length for this type of game. But uh, yeah, that's that's the only thing I worry about, and I don't worry about that from a oh well, you shouldn't have easier modes. It's it's literally just um, you know I think um, it, it's hard to justify the value of that game um, without the challenge, which again is a bit of a failure of design of the game. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see what other people think. But yeah. Paul, hopefully you you won't kill me for those comments. <laughs> No, but but I will say one thing I want to point out. See, even if you were to switch it, to say they put an easy mode, you put on an easy, and you it's a cakewalk, and you do it in yeah. an hour and a half. You know what? That easy mode to you may speed you up, but it still may be damn hard for me. Yeah, that, very true. And, very that, true. and that's the yeah. hardest part to get through to people is yeah. You know, put it, giving it an easy mode doesn't yeah. affect you if you don't want it to at all. Yeah, yeah. No, no. But, that's but, that's but a really good point because it, it still may take me nine, ten, twelve hours to get through the game, even on easy. You yeah, know, yeah. Because of you know, the way my hands work in my case, yeah. you know. Um, so that's why I always get into these things with people when they, there shouldn't be. That's the not the uh, not not the intent of the developer. I, I was having that discussion on my on my wall the other day, or I was involved in a conversation. A developer developer came in, and I forget what we were talking, which game we were talking about, and he flat out said. No, actually, from the mouth of the developer himself, he said that wasn't his intent. So don't sit here and try yeah. to tell these people that putting an easy mode breaks the intent of the game because you have no uh, idea what oh, you're talking oh, about. Oh, the seafood developer said that. No, uh, no, uh, it was a different. Uh, it was for a different oh. game that I was getting, where I was told if I couldn't play it to go watch it on YouTube. I oh, hate it when they tell me that. I've seen that one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I did see that. Yeah, that was again last week. You know, so it's like, yeah, no. It was, in fact, it was on one of Steve Zaylor's posts, they where he mentioned he had sat down with the seafood guys, and so there was me, another handicapped person, and yeah. a developer who works on the disability side, the accessibility side, all telling this guy to hose off, basically. You know, I think Indy was asking, is there clo closed captioning in seafood? Uh, Luke currently? would know that more than I would. Is that actually an option, or are they improving them, or are they not? Or are they not is there? It in the article, it states they're implementing it. So yeah, yeah I, not there. I don't actually know because I haven't gone to check if it is. Um, it, but uh, it seems like it might not be there. Or it's, it's, uh, well, in this uh, can I play that dot com. The way they've worded it, there looks to also be plans to implement closed capturing that subtitles the ambient sounds surrounding the player. So it right. sounds like it's not it's not there now. Well, remember, okay, so remember subtitles are different than closed captions, and they have yeah. different types of. There's the kind that, like, in if you ever play, if you played um, Valhalla, if you turn on the closed captioning there, it'll say like on the left side, it'll show you fire crackling. Uh, weapon okay. clashing so it gives you an idea of what's going on around you even if you can't hear it is is probably what they're doing for that fighting game which would be good okay so so that's and more and more games are going that route where descriptive descriptive captions or whatever um to give you a better idea of what's going on because if you can't hear it it doesn't do you any good by the way i you even if i don't need them in a game i almost by default turn on uh subtitles because I stream so much of what I play, 
having him on the stream helps the person watching the stream, you know, hear if they can't hear the game because I'm yammering away, they can at least read what's going on on the screen. So see, re <clears throat> reading the article, reading the article, um, um, it says that the, the shared that they've worked with game accessibility guidelines to implement what is currently available in the game. So with them coming out with this news so quickly after the game has launched, I think this was part of the process anyway. I think they've already worked on this kind of how they're going to scale it down and how, what they're going to add and things Ooh. like that. Because when you read the article, it says that, I mean, the game's been out, what, a week or so, something like that? Right. Um, it... it, it, it it seems like, um, especially the article that um, Stubbs shared on caniplaythat.com, it talks about it in the past tense. So Tano shared that the studio worked with game accessibility yep. guidelines. So I right. think that these things were going to come anyway. It's not a reaction to everyone saying, oh, the game's too hard, yeah. anything like that. I think it was, um, I think they yeah. were going to come anyway. It was just That's why I asked of, the question: When's it coming? Because it's as you yeah, rightly yeah. said, animated. It sounds like this. Probably this was. They probably wanted to get it right, and so yeah. to not get it right, they, they, they held it back for an update, like a day one patch. But it, yeah, the day one yeah. patch kind of yeah. went into a day week patch or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. It could it could be um, it could be you know by the time they decided to talk to can I play that or whoever they talked to. Because I, I actually yes. have talked to the guys that can I play that as well, and I've posted some stuff to them as well. Um, that that the, the 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 game developer went, oh crap, we we really should have put that in, and so there was um, kind of a Johnny come lately. They didn't think about it beforehand, yeah. and you know I've interviewed, yeah. we've interviewed on for GQ TV, we've interviewed some developers, and and they'll say uh, we didn't we didn't you know because we're not in that situation, we didn't necessarily think about that. So mm -hmm. they're learning to put these things as a priority or at least on a to-do list as well. Also, it's how it's implemented because sometimes how they think it should be implemented versus how other people who, who have those issues feel it should be implemented. Right. Getting that right. right can also be a, a bit of a crux. Well, that's, like, that's oh, why, you know. yeah, that's why, you, that's why they need to talk to people like Steve and people like me mm. and stuff because we'll tell them, here's what really helps and here's, you know, Here's the way it means. Here's the way it really should be compared to what you may think is correct, because until you're in our situation or you deal with some or you talk to somebody in our situation, you only understand the very basics of it. Mm -hmm. You know, and you yeah, tell so, us to go watch it on YouTube if we can't play. No. <laughs> so, 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 do you know what's going back? Going back to the article as well. Um, um, apparently, going down it and reading it um, again. Um, I read it this afternoon. Um, I, I, I admit I rush Reddit because I was at work, but it says Shifu's, Sifu, not Shifu, Sifu's difficult has been a hot topic with the studio not choosing to have a um, difficulty option at launch, right, with the intention to challenge players. But um, in Tano's on comments, in an interview last year, post-launch difficulty options were hinted at. So oh, it was always going to launch, yeah. by the sounds of it, it was always going to launch difficult and then afterwards their dlc or whatever they're gonna do um they're gonna bring those options mm. to people i think mm. it was too far in development before they realized as you so uh, pointed out the thought do you know what uh we should really put these options in um because or, uh, because, or it, because, may, it may have been a, yeah. it may have been a, it may have been a litmus test too let's see what the response is yeah 
I remember yeah. it's not just it's not just there is the small number of this development team as well. I know that's not an excuse, but it is also if you've only got what is it one or two people in this team, you know, um, there's only so much time in the day to try and push things out, and maybe yeah. that's again it was it was it was a oh Christ, we're not going to get to the thing we want to get to, so we're going to have to put some things back and get hopefully get it done within a week or two later. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure it's going to be. I'm not sure it's going to be a week or two. I think it's going to be a little bit longer than that. I'm going to be honest, um, because it depends on when they started focusing on these difficulty options and how they actually implement these difficulty options. It could be um, hit markers changing. It, it could be all sorts of different things within there. The easy hard options. It's because the, don't forget they are going to add. They are going to add. Sorry, a harder option as well. Apparently. Ye yeah, because I think it's it's an interesting game because I think there's a lot of options you can introduce in it to make it easier uh, for people or to tailor it to what people want. So I think one of the things that struck me is that it, it's very, you know, in its moment-to-moment -moment gameplay, the thing that I imagine most people will find difficult is it's very reflex-based. Um, a lot of emphasis on parrying and dodging um which is obviously for some people you know extremely difficult um ha having to do that but there's also then um and, and that stuff that they can tweak obviously it's a little bit trickier to tweak that but there's even stuff like um the way that the dying mechanic works you know that you essentially start off at age 20 and every time you're defeated you accrue a number of years of your life and you, you keep going up until eventually you hit i think it's age 70 or 75 and at that yeah. point you revert back to the start of the level um you you know they could just have an option where you can toggle that off where you don't have any of those ages so people can keep going and going and going and they're not you know artificially limited to that and and that's obviously not going to solve it for everyone but it's it's just small options like that i'm surprised they didn't in introduce them at launch because i think that they would um they'd help people uh through it a bit you know rather than bashing your head against the wall and struggling to get past one area because you keep getting to level you know age 70 and then starting it again or whatever so yeah i was watching mike from the original next level gaming podcast play the other night and he was running he was running into those problems and getting very frustrated yeah, um, yeah, it, it it is frustrating, you know, and uh, you, you'll start, a, you know, part part of the design of the game is at least at launch is to try and get you to become almost perfect at these levels, right? So that you can run from the end of level one, uh, from the beginning of level one to the end at age twenty. Um, because, so for example, when I started the game, I got to the end of level one, um, but I was like age. 45 which meant that I, I had no chance you know unless i played the rest of the game perfectly of getting to level five um before i, I got to too old an age um and it kind of incentivizes you to go back and rerun the level so that you die less and less so that you know you can go into level four let's say age 31 and you've got all these kind of lives so to speak um and that's fine if you're that way inclined and obviously if you enjoy that that's great but if you really struggle with it that's a really frustrating mechanic i would imagine uh, really for and you know i've struggled with it on certain bosses where i'm just like for god's sake you know like i'm just sick of getting to the end of the level and i'm like 68 years old and just crap um so <laughs> yeah 
yeah, that's the, what he was running into. You know, he after a while, he's like, "Oh God, I got to start it over again." Yes, you're going to want yeah. to start it over again, and you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just you just have to because you, you're not going to be able to get through the rest of the game at that age, um, yeah. which uh, is 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 can be very frustrating. We'll see. I'll, I'll 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 probably try it at some point. I'm not going to try it anytime yeah. soon. But no, <laughs> I, I I recommend it. You know, it's it's a really cool game. Um, uh, it looks fun. It, it looks fun and it yeah, brings back yeah. proper kung fu. You know, which is kind of fun. You know. Yeah, and when you're when you're kind of in that moment, you know, you kind of start off as a kind of drunk John Wick. Uh, to begin with and then you know you, you kind of build out your skills and and you you do become more adept at it and uh, or at least that's the intention and you know you, you, it feels great it's got great combat um great style about it um so uh, yeah I, I hopefully once they introduce all these kind of um different modes and accessibility options you can you can give it a go because i'm sure i'm sure you'll enjoy it yeah it looks fun i mean i watched him do it it looked like it was a lot of fun yeah yeah yeah, definitely. And you said you started a drunk. You know, my favorite character in the virtual combat was, or a virtual fighter was always the drunken master guy. I yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're basically him to start with, <laughs> and then you get go. less drunk as you go on. <laughs> well, that takes the fun out of it. Doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me hit the fire Vee? water a little bit. Yeah. Hey, VJ, have you got any thoughts on this topic? Uh, no, I think it's been comprehensively covered. Um, I thought I saw something that they'd sold half a million units. So yes, they have. If it's it, good, good if it number. Is a couple of guys, then um, I mean they must have, must be raking in a few million dollars. And then I think they just need to speak to Sony, look at the feedback on Steam, look at this feedback. Well, don't look on Twitter for sure, um, and um, listen to a few podcasts, maybe this one, and uh, just prioritize what they need to do. And hopefully the I next iteration, the next. Um, well, it's not Sony's. It's not. It's, it's just a timed thing. It's coming to Xbox. No, no. But the thing is, they can, yeah. from Sony's perspective, they can at least yeah. take their feedback, right? Because Sony, oh, true. Sony yeah. um, your account manager at Sony will provide you feedback in terms well, of. They don't just do Q and A on your product. There's, there's a whole suite of facilities that Sony can offer um, indie developers. You know, that's an interesting thing. That it, it is coming to Xbox, and Xbox does have a laundry list of accessibility things that they go. We'd like you to put these things yep. in the games. Yep, um, and um, and yeah, most most publishers have it. I'm I'm a, I'm with Paul that I think that this that the Xbox um, third party criteria is probably far more comprehensive than anyone else's. I, don't quote me on that, but I think that's probably true. But uh, Sony can also provide valuable feedback, and what you do with all of that feedback is then just filter through it and then prioritize what your roadmap looks like. But hopefully, they don't go out and hire a load of people with um with their next paycheck coming in in terms of royalties. But uh, if you sold half a million units of a game and there's only a couple of you making it over a period of time, then uh, I think they're doing quite well. Exactly. Half a million is a very good number. I remember Death Door came out and that sold, like I'm sure, three or 400,000 in the first week or so as well. So, yeah. Yeah. so I think they're sitting games. pretty is my point. And the yeah. thing is, if they can just yeah. prioritise what they feel that they need to deliver uh, with with that small team, and that's absolutely fine. As long as it doesn't take as long as Silk Song's taking, and we'll be all right. Sorry, Luke, I thought you might want to chime in there on Silk Song, but <laughs> no, they just need to release the bugger, don't they? <laughs> yeah, no. so, uh, so in comparison, yeah, I think the the studio. Forgive me, I don't know what 
what their name is, uh, the ones that are doing seafood. Slow, slow clap. Slow, slow, slow clap. Slow clap, yeah. So, um, yeah, slow clap. They're still quicker than um, Team Cherry. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Luke, you know see, I can't go for it. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but Seafood 2 is five years out, so it's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, animated? I won't blame them. If, if, they can afford, if they can afford to take that time to make it and they want to take five years, um, I don't have any issues. It's totally up to what, what they're planning to do, right? Because I think what Silk Songs, what is, is the fifth year anniversary is just in a couple of days. It's tomorrow, actually. Really? Is that right? Yeah, it's tomorrow. Is that right, Luke? Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, I think you must clearly not true Indian Silk Song fans. You obviously don't see. care about this game if you don't know the facts, okay? Well, if I don't, if I don't know the precise <laughs> time and date that it launched yeah, initially. You're not you're you're tattooed right. on your butt cheek. Yeah. Uh, that's just uh, clearly. <laughs> that's right. Okay, everybody here. Luke's a fraud. Okay, Luke. I'm a fraud. The Hollow Knight fraud. I'm just waiting wow. for all the insults from Indy to appear in the chat. <laughs> you should be like Mr. Badbit. He knows exactly how many hours and uh, days, years, etc. since Bloodborne released. Yeah, yeah but... he's got he's got a counter on his computer. He can look it up really quickly. <laughs> yeah, but I've got something else which is called the life. So um, you know, I just <laughs> can't remember oh, all these dates. Do tell me what that's like. Sounds familiar. Oh, welcome, Darth Pratt. <laughs> says as long as it beats GTA Six, they're all good. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Yep. Yeah. That's that's still five years out. And yeah. next year it'll still be five years out. <laughs> the only life I have is that board game and it's missing some of the pieces. I, I don't know, it's just you know <laughs> Trust me, it's GTA five plus 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 oh. plus 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 <laughs> Anyway, Stubbs, next topic, sir. Let's go. Yes, this is quite an interesting one. Um so the original composers of the Halo's iconic music, um, music, they have sued Microsoft. It's quite an interesting one, this, over allegedly unpaid royalties dating back 20 years. Marty O'Donnell told Eurogamer that he and fellow, I might butcher his surname, composer Mike <clears throat> Salvatore, that might be wrong, I might, Filed a lawsuit in 20, June 2020 after spending 10 years failing to make any headway in discussions with Microsoft over the claims. The composers say they licensed the Halo music to the original Halo developer, Bungie, which went on to be acquired by Microsoft ahead of the launch of the franchise in 2001. At the time of the acquisition, O'Donnell had just become a full-time Bungie employee serving... As the studio's audio director, I might be this surname, much Salvatore remained independent while um, working working at O'Donnell Salvatore Inc., which O'Donnell also remained part of. Microsoft is reportedly arguing that the Halo music was created under a work for hire agreement rather than a licensing one, that it is therefore qualifies as a, as the author of the work yep. it was ne um it was never work for hire o'donnell claimed it was a license deal o'donnell said 
the lawsuit isn't isn't about he and Salvatore attempting to claim ownership over the Halo music. Instead, the pair claim they haven't been paid royalties owed in many years. The lawsuit accuses Microsoft of breach of contract, breach of oh, for, for yeah, all kinds of crap. He yeah, I can't read it. Mar- 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 we have a lawyer shit. on the show anyway. Yeah, Marty's. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Stubbs, I'm so glad you won't be speaking um, of my eulogy at my funeral. Stubbs, Stubbs, Stubbs. Breach of fiduciary duty there to develop go. a royalty income in a joint venture. Yeah. Bre- breach yeah. of the act of good faith and fair dealing, fairly to provide an accounting partnership, unjust enrichment and tortuous interfe- um, interference. So basically what they're saying, I believe, um, before Luke um, baffles us with um, technical jargon within um, the legal speak, is the fact that they were paid to, they believe they were paid to create some music that was theirs. Okay, it went to the Halo thing, and now um, Microsoft haven't paid for it, I think, by the sound of it. Surely that can be just... It quickly, easily explained well, by seeing well, the contract. According to Marty, it scrolled yeah. on the back of his contract that they were going to, you know, but, you know, only mm-hmm. on his contract, though. It wasn't officially added. Uh, so, uh, Martin, yeah, this is the same guy who lost a suit to I, I, about uh, about um, the music for the other game. Uh, 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 Destiny, wasn't it? Destiny. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Just, oh. just a few months ago. Just a few months ago, yeah. Well, so, Marty, uh, so Marty Mario got some ambu- did Destiny as well, right? Yeah, Mar- yeah, Marty's got some. I think Marty's got some uh, some ambulance chaser in his ear, going, "Hey, there's <laughs> money here," you know. And he probably thought that Microsoft was just going to roll over and pay for it. <laughs> yeah, that was not the right must- right thing to call. I mean, yeah, I'm Luke's the lawyer, but I don't think you know. I think it'd be easy to prove if it was there. I you know, <laughs> did Marty lose all his paperwork? <laughs> <laughs> So Joe go Luke. ahead, go ahead, give it, give us the lawyer speak. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think it's uh, it's it's funny that it's um, coming objection uh, coming out <laughs> coming out kind of now uh, after the the Destiny case because um, I think in that so O'Donnell was basically he had to surrender all these future rights too. I think it was Music of the Spheres or something, which were original compositions that he made for the game, but then he was publishing on YouTube, etc. And I think as he had to pay uh, something like $100,000 uh, for reasonable costs with that case. Yep. So um, he's probably, you know, I- I'm sure Marty O'Donnell can afford $100,000. He's very successful. However, um, <clears throat> you know, no doubt that... It- Someone, uh, I think, as Paul said, has, has had a had a whisper in his ear and said, "Oh, you know, um, you might be able to get something from this from Microsoft." Um, it's really hard in anything like this to know uh, who has the stronger claim until you actually see the underlying documents. I mean, as as people have said, it should be really clear um, from whatever contracts were signed as to you know the scope of. O'Donnell and Salvatore's work and how they were treated, I guess, in the context, i.e. whether they were license holders licensing um, their original compositions to 
to Bungie uh, that was then acquired by Microsoft or whether they were, in fact, you know, effectively, um, you know, consultants slash employees and anything that they made in the course of that employment, i.e. music, um, belonged to Bungie. Um, uh, so, I mean, they must they must think there's, there's some chance, otherwise they wouldn't risk taking, you know, Microsoft to court because you, you have to have um, particularly large... Um, well, you know what, uh, to be able to to do that because, um, you know, they effectively have an unlimited pocket to contest this sort of stuff. And Marty O'Donnell and Salvatore won't. So, um, yeah, I, I would, personally, I'd expect to see it get settled quite shortly out of court. Um, I don't think it will go um, and become a public spat or anything like that. Do you Do you think, right, that they've that 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 word in their ear was the fact that do you know what Microsoft have a little bit of a shady past not shady as such I, I apologize for the wording there but they they they're known to be um not the most popular um company out there they they, they were once upon a time one of the the most hated companies in the US of course um now they're doing this sort of this is this is us we're better than this do you think that word in their ear is do you know what um, Microsoft don't want to be dragged publicly um, into the gutter. Yeah. So yeah. even if you've got a claim or not, they'll probably pay you out because they can afford it. That's just yeah. that's just a feeling. If, if they've done maybe, it maybe not, because I can see where Microsoft would say, hey, you've got no standing, so hey, spend your money. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, if they do it once, how many people are going to go for it and start yeah. throwing suits left, right, and centre? Yeah, I I agree, but it was just a it was just a case of <clears throat> would that would that be a thing on the table? Because they they're trying to do they're trying to make their image a hell of a lot better, Microsoft, and they are. No, they've, but, done, uh, they've done wonders as a company these last these last couple. No, of years, but it, but but, but settling settling is kind of like admitting fault where you have none. You know, it can okay. be you know. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm know, just. I'm, I'm just yeah. throwing an idea out there. I'm just so. saying. I'm, I know. I'm just saying. You know I'm just. I'm just saying. Microsoft... I wouldn't necessarily do it if, if I honestly, if if my high paid lawyers honestly think they don't have a leg to stand on, settling for any kind of grand amount, it looks like you're admitting, okay, we kind of screwed up. You know, I'm not saying they didn't because we don't have all the information, but I'm saying. It's true. You know, there it, was Yeah, it just looks. By the way, to me, it looks like this is all more Marty than it is the other guy. The other guy hadn't said word one, boo. You know, Marty's yeah. been doing yeah. all the bitching and moaning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I mean, you know, I think, um, I mean, what you what you often get in, in this sort of stuff is you get something called a, a without prejudice offer. So that would, I mean, in this case, it yeah. effectively would be from, I mean, Microsoft or or, or Donald slash Salvatore could do it, but that's just you know basically saying we make you an offer to settle without any admission of liability, um, you know, to to get it off the table, to get away from it. Um, and I think um, most likely they'll. I don't know if they have said if they are, but I think I read somewhere that, and it's certainly common that it's going to mediation next, um, and then if if nothing comes of mediation between Microsoft and Donald, uh, then it then it, it may go to court from that point. So now, it, um, isn't, isn't mediation where they lost the last thing against the 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 other music? Uh I'm not sure. I, I think yeah, I mean medi- 
Yeah, it's been a it's been a while. So mediation is essentially, you know, let's sit in a room and let's have a yeah. have a talk about it again without prejudice, not admitting any fault yeah. or liability, and see if we can come to some arrangement. Uh, and that that then becomes binding uh, a mediation if you do agree right. on it, and you actually have to put that into paper, and that stops you know anybody bringing a future claim and turning around and going, actually, we don't agree with that. Let's go to court. Um, so. Um, so it, yeah, it's really interesting, but I, I do think you know I, I I'm also surprised as well because I mean I'm not f- too familiar with the American legal system, but this I think you know or American contract law, but you know in the UK um, you usually have a, a limitation on claims of about six years. So and this dates from over twenty years ago. This stuff. So um, that, I'm surprised. The that gets me is all of a sudden twenty years later, it's going. You owe me money. Yeah, yeah, you know, you'd, you'd think, but but again, that gives a bit more credence to the fact that you know Donald's yeah. looking for some cash. You know, he really right. really what wants does, some. So, let's say we go with his permission because I think it was mentioned that he's been trying to get hold of Microsoft or, or get into some sort of uh, dialogue with them. Presumably, if he, if I mean, I don't know the law, and Luke, you'll be able to. If you're consistently sending emails or sending some sort of mitigation or some sort of responses to them surely that means it's keeping that claim open or is is that still a potential that's what i'm thinking again maybe i don't know i don't know I mean, uh, in in the UK, you, you've got to send, if you think your contract has been breached, you've got essentially six years from the time that you think the breach has happened to make a formal claim. You can't artificially extend that um, by you know going, oh well, I think I might have a claim, you know, in year one, and then in mm-hmm. year six, going, oh, I think I might have a claim, uh, and kind of kind of keeping it going it, it just expires and and effectively if you were to bring that in front of a court they would just laugh you away because they would just be like well you've got so this, you, know, this, you know does it mean and again okay, it's proof of our legal system what what stops the other party just ignoring you until you push that claim through the system because it you know but is, is it in a way it can be kind of like used against the person claiming can't it it's just like ignore it and let the time run out effectively. It's hard to let it go out. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. It, 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 no, go ahead, VJ. No, I've got a bit of a different take to you on this, but I'll come. I'll go in after you. But there is a once you serve a writ over here, uh, it doesn't matter. Um, I don't know what the yep. uh, the lifespan of uh, commitment is, but if you do not respond to a writ within a given time, you may find that the ruling goes against you. Yep. Uh, yep. If you, and so it's very, very risky not to respond to a, a writ. Oh, right. Okay. Summons. Yeah. Because that's what he yeah. was stating. He was saying he's been trying to get hold of them for, what, 20 or plumbing years. So I was wondering whether that was the case. I'm not buying that either. Yeah. Oh, and and he, <laughs> the thing is, he, he, may, he may be telling the truth on that, but, but, but what does he mean by trying to get in contact? If he's just giving them a call or an email then that's pretty that's pretty stupid isn't it because you know you, you don't you're not going to get anywhere without serving formal legal proceedings on someone so sorry luke but i was going to say right so if you look back right to the legacy of a lot of these deals from 10 or 20 years ago and i'm assuming that this sort of deal was done back then a lot of royalty deals that i saw back then uh were done in perpetuity so then i think that that comes under the notion of that there is probably no limit and and let's be honest 20 years ago when um 
the the acumen level or the knowledge or the understanding or even the general interest amongst the video game execs and the lawyers that they'd employ or, or outsource to 20 years ago, I would say was pretty poor. No offense to you, Luke, because obviously you're a top dollar. But um, and, then, and I would see so many contracts that just had so much undue care and attention paid to them. It was it was shocking. And, and the games industry uh, was scoffed at, I would say, right, uh, until I think probably before, just probably about when Nintendo so, sold um, uh, Rare, right, to, to, to Xbox, about 350 million when things started to pick up. And then I remember EA... Um, they made inroads in terms of maturing the industry uh, with licensing and licensed games, because obviously the, the the large institutions that they that they were working with, and that started to become more video games. You know, video games based on license started to become a really big trend. But still, these sorts of cases, due to oversight or or, or, or an oversight, right, or a misjudgment, um, would for me still lead to issues, right? And they were really frequent ten to fifteen years ago. It's not as prevalent today, but some do. I would say individuals, right, would or do bide their time. And it, and it feels and sort of, I know what you guys are saying, kind of feels like, is this just like an opportune moment in time, given, you know, that Satya's just come out and said, you know, whatever, you know, like Halo Infinite's got 20, had 20 million players to it, right? And now this TV show, I haven't read the article in depth, so please correct me if I'm wrong. And and as they say, right, legally, opportunity and motive, right? As they say in Luke's game. But for for me, it's, the 20 million players, first of all, even though I would thoroughly question the nature of that you know, or the qualitative measure of those numbers, that aside, it's out there in the public. And and some of the reasons cited right right at the bottom um, in terms of, I can't, how can I explain this? They, they are sort of quite typical ones, right? And, um, and you know, besides not being paid for royalties, right? And they're, they're the typical, those, those, those reasons being cited are quite typical in agreements, right? And normally items you sort of breeze past, right? After the main terms and boilerplate stuff, right? Basically, right? And it's, and it's quite funny, right? How sort of something that seems pretty common, but also innocuous sentences, agreements, right? Which are supposed to protect both, both sides, right? Are then invoked to to sort of base a lawsuit around that that's what i'm seeing right perhaps i'm being naive Luke. I, I don't know but but especially in the u.s since i've lived here and i worked here obviously in previous well since 90 mid 90s to some points the u.s especially california and i don't know if, what texas is like so maybe paul can chime in it's it's litigious it's litigation city uh, litigation country if i can put it like that because actually california is a huge state but it's it's the definition of insanity in terms of what you can sue for how quickly you can sue how long after the, a contract, whether it's even been agreed, you can sue, and how much money you can possibly glean from another person or the state itself or a corporation is, is quite shocking. You'd be, I mean, the numbers are quite boggling, right? And um, and the other one, what was the other one recently in Poland, right? I think it was something to do with the, the Witcher, who, who filed a, a lawsuit against CDPR for, for something to do with being unpaid for his work and to the tune of 10 million, right? After an agreement, had sort of previously been signed, right, sealed and delivered. And even when he was offered royalties, he refused to take the royalties at the time and wanted the cash there and then because he didn't trust that's, yeah. So, yeah, but that's yeah. still a Polish law. They were trying to rule with American law, and they said, no, no, yeah, no, but no. It's, 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 sort of thing, it's not it, Polish law is not that different from EU law. If I yeah, but, yeah, but they, yeah, but if they ruled with they CDPR tried to rule with American law and they ruled with Polish law, that's why the CDPR lost. 
No, no, I don't think CDPR no, lost take... that. As far as I understood, it's that they managed to agree something behind the scenes, right? With, yes. So, uh, and it was a, uh, and it was, it was in, and it was partly to do with the thing. Obviously, they're not done with The Witcher, and obviously, as I think someone mentioned, right, to maintain, um, you know, a decent relationship with him, and obviously not to tarnish whatever they want to do with The Witcher. Yes. Of course. So they came to an agreement behind the yes. scenes, right? So, so, and and the thing is with CDPR and Xbox. Um, and other companies, right? You know, I think someone mentioned, right, in terms of why do they let these things become public and don't nip them in the bud early on? Uh, in some cases, I think it can't be helped. And in some cases, I think it helps to drum up, drum up sort of negative, but as as Luke would say, sort of non-prejudicial PR. But perhaps benefits the plaintiff. Plaintiff, but it it's something that I think corporations or, or the defendant in this case, right, Xbox, right, want to mitigate or nullify as quickly as possible. That's what how, how I would do it. But then on the other side of it, some corporations, many actually, they feel that sometimes there's no, either there's no case to answer or just want to see how much resource, guile, perseverance and conviction the other party, the plaintiff side have, right, in, in sustaining the situation and attempt to buck or bleed them out one way or another until it's time to settle, of course. And I think Luke will know this because he works in obviously much more modern day contracts, but most of the ones that I've seen and most of the corporations that I do deal dealt with in the past have, have got massive contingencies within their annual budgets that allow for such legal disputes offer often in the tens and tens of millions so it's nothing new to microsoft and i bet they have lawsuits sort of coming in every single day but um anyway why am i speaking we've got a lawyer on the panel my apologies and do, do you know what do you know what i'm just gonna just drop onto there um vj you made an absolute fucking brilliant point really 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 good so andre subskowski i do apologize i'm sure he's watching um the creator of the witcher um he did sell his license to um a cdpr to say yes let's let's make a you can make a witcher game you have the license go ahead okay they couldn't use the books apparently i, I read up on it because i'm a massive fan of the witch series as you all probably know i read up on the issue as well um witcher one come out which two come out it was like yep all good we've got license it doesn't follow the books at all it's fine um, it wasn't until they made an absolute fortune on um, Witcher 3, which was, it, it sold very well, The Witcher 3, and, and it is my favourite game of all time. Um, he basically went to CDPR and said, ah, you've made some money. What are you going to do about it? And they did, they honoured, they honoured, they went, do you know what, here you go, we'll, we'll renegotiate the price of what we're going to give you. And I think that was, um, rather than it going through the legal system, they just went, yeah, do you know yeah. what we have, there you go. And uh, it, it, it's probably, could he have taken them through the legal system? I don't know. I, I don't know the legal system that way. Maybe he could, maybe he couldn't. Maybe they encroached upon some of the stories he made. I don't know. But they did make a deal and say, yes, we've made a fortune. There's some money. And it went away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was. Uh, he readily admitted he was He was quite stupid because uh, yeah. essentially they, they um, entered into a licensing agreement and they offered him... Um, they offered him a percentage of the profits that they'd make from the Witcher games, wow. and he oh, okay. just he uh, in the negotiations he just said, "Nope, absolutely not," because you're not you're basically you're not going to sell anything. Like 
<laughs> it dismissed the gaming yeah. industry entirely. Uh, so they, the, the, you know, they gave him a, a bunch of upfront cash for the license. Um, and then years later, obviously, he realised, oh, I've, I've done a, I've done a bad here, oh, um, yeah. because oh, um, they, they've made <laughs> a ton of money. Yeah, yeah. I think he must have got in the thousands, for example, for his his um, you know yeah. his original license agreement. For, so it's so very very yeah. little. Uh, and uh, I think he he was claiming that he he could have you know he was basically underpaid for his work under Polish law, and he should have had royalties. And um, as you say, as you very correct in saying CDPR went, you know what, actually, even though we think we're right um, and, you know, we've discharged all our contractual obligations, um, you know, as a gesture of goodwill, we'll just enter into a new yeah. licensing agreement and you'll have a That's percentage exactly. of the profits coming yeah. from That's games exactly. and other merchandise that we make for it. So, well, I think that's a sensible yeah. approach, right? If you, especially if, you're, if your next game's going to be Witcher 4, so... Yeah, yeah, and and you know it's 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 you know the all the Gwent money that they make and all the uh, you know they have tons of merchandise CDPR that they make for The Witcher. Like he'll get a he'll get a cut of of all of that, literally everything. So um, you know, and and it just it keeps him on side, and it means it can continue to exploit the IP uh, in the way that they want to. Definitely. There's one point I wanted to make. It's um, so obviously I don't hear any Halo content creators getting strikes or communities things for using ha playing Halo right uh, you know the music right now I hate I always bring it up but I once I've, I've now deleted them off my channel but I was in a playthrough of Gears of War 1 now I thought Microsoft acquired the whole IP everything I actually got strikes on my channel for playing Gears of War 1 and having the music on and it was from the author that made the original score of Gears of War. Now, I was under the assumption Microsoft bought all that. It was very strange. I had to delete the older videos of the channel. Just makes suggest to me that maybe they don't own them. It's a bit strange, that was. It was the original author that was, that was doing it. It was very strange. Gears 1. You'd think that if they owned it, they wouldn't be able to do that. Uh, the, the, well, none of us really knows how the automated strike systems work because I've heard that anybody can throw out a strike on a video and, and they may or may not check it before they throw it at the uh, the streamer. Um, but but if it's, it could be, it's probably in a, his name is probably in a database somewhere that it probably hit it up, you know, like like the way Shazam works, if you've ever used like Shazam or any of the other yeah. music recognition okay. services. It might be um, so Maybe he... Go ahead. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead, Rafael. I, I would maybe uh, maybe he does retain some of the rights, but the fact that it would come up from him and not from Microsoft Corp. Yeah, it didn't say Microsoft. It was a few years. I can't remember his name, but it came up with his name, so I looked him yeah. up. Maybe he had one of those juicy license agreements that Molly O'Donnell yep. wishes he had. Um, yeah, and, uh, and that's why. You, you, you know, and this whole thing with Marty in the suit. I wonder if it has to do with the fact that it's a big old show coming out. And so it's yeah. going to be that music is going to be used probably a lot in the show. So he's yeah, rubbing his fingers together. Yeah, and I think I think he said they've explored um, potentially trying to get an injunction uh, against the show being broadcast right. <laughs> if yeah. uh, if if it doesn't go well. Look, I've got a question yeah. for you. Obviously, when when he created the music and licensed it, or however the deal was structured, 
and it was probably a shoddy contract back then, but um, it would have also come under the scope in terms of it's specifically for video games. It may not have covered TV shows. And that's probably yeah. might be might be the reason why he's approaching the situation now rather than previously. Yep, yep. Could very well probably be. Back, probably back then they never envisioned Halo ever having a TV series. I mean, I, I don't think they did any of the TV show. Yes, and the movies and everything. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Darth Praxis, uh, Matty Ko. Uh, Matty Ko, thanks for popping in. I was going to say, yeah. reading the Darth Praxis Praxis's um, messages in the chat, it, it feels like he's the seventh member of the panel. I have invited him on. <laughs> you know. I have. I'm still waiting for him to find out if he can come on at some point. I'm not sure I, if he I have invited him. We'll have to see. We will. Yeah, I think we've uh, covered that topic quite well now. Thanks for your uh, input, Luke, on the lawyer, the lawyer matter. <laughs> it's all right. Good. By, by the way, it. looking at like looking at real quick though on that yeah. topic, looking at Marty's IMDb, yeah. he hasn't done much work since 2014. He's got one for yeah. 2021. So uh, I'm thinking he might be broke. He, he doesn't. He doesn't <laughs> need to. He keeps suing people. It's fine. <laughs> 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 you don't you don't need to keep working if you can sue people for a little bit of cash. Um I'm I'm just trying to find out who I can sue right now. You, it's fine. You, you know what though? That you know, I was talking um, on an, on another group I was talking Stop. about this and he's gonna give himself a bad a bad reputation. Nobody's gonna want to work with him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it it may well be that he's got he's you know, got a uh, a not so great reputation uh for that yeah. reason and so he's not he's not being engaged a lot. So Darth Praxis says bring me on the twenty third, correct? I've got to check my DMs with that one. Um Basically yeah, if, it's, if it's, it's Darth Praxis in your DM yeah. saying bring me on the twenty third. Yeah, if you don't remind <laughs> him he will forget. And on the twenty third we'll be going, Where's Darth Praxis? And he'll go, Oh, I didn't invite him. I'm like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's a. Do you know what? He's he's, he's a very good guest. I can. Uh, well, I've worked with him a couple of times. He's he's good. He's yep. good. He's, he's fun in parties too. He's fun in parties too. He's a great guy. <laughs> he's better than me, Stubbs. Maybe replace me with him. It's fine. <laughs> I'm all for that. Well, Everybody, raise your hand. Yeah, oh no! Wait. You, actually, you don't see Paul's them in the same right. room. Are they? Are they the same uh, person? Because you don't no, see them in the same room not. together. Dun 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 dun. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's good he's he's good people he really is i would recommend him for uh for a show definitely as would paul yep spent uh Careful. many a time with mr Darth practice <laughs> many a time with Darth practice he's a, he, just you know what he is he is good people he really is however stubs next topic sir well, everyone's talked about this on the planet, but I thought we'd give it a little talk, not give too big. Everyone on the planet. Gears. No. Because yeah. the community has been very emotional. I watched podcasts over last week, and all to do with the Call of Duty exclusivity, and it's the fact they stay in multiplayer. Oh, dear God. There's been a lot of emotions. I've been watching <laughs> chat rooms. And, 
I've been watching chat rooms of people that are surprised by what they thought about it, and the tears. And oh. a lot of tears. There's been a lot of tears of people because it's. I'm drained. I've <laughs> yeah. seen. A, I've seen a lot of, of emotion. I know indie gamers about to cry. You can't believe it. Speaking of being no. drained, I'll be right back. I'm joking. <laughs> um, but no. Yeah, it's, um... Bye, Paul. See you on the next topic. <laughs> Call, of, Call of Duty is <laughs> just going to stay, stay multiplat, basically. I mean, I can read it if you want me to. Uh, to be clear, Microsoft will continue to make Call of Duty and other popular Activision Blizzard titles available on PlayStation through the term of any existing agreement with Activision. And we have committed to Sony that we will also make them available on PlayStation beyond the existing contract agreement and into the future so that Sony fans can continue to enjoy the games they love. We are also interested in taking similar steps to support Nintendo's successful platform. We believe this is the right thing for the industry, for gamers and for our business. So a lot of people are ain't happy about this, but I think it's great for gaming. A lot of people have actually disagreed with it. Uh, I've seen people disagree with Luca the Lawyer online about this subject. Tell him. Was it Paul? It's all good for the gaming industry, I think. It's a big money, it's a big money earner. It, and it is, because I don't know the actual finances, but I believe it's like half of Activision's income. It's Call of Duty. I could be wrong. Look, I'm going to throw this out to you real quick. Live service yeah. games, you'd be stupid enough to cut off more than half of your player base yeah. to keep it exclusive. Yeah. Stupid. Exactly. You know, the, the single player games is one thing, but live service games don't cut off your existing player base because they're not all going to jump over and go, oh, now I got to get a PlayStation or go get an Xbox. No, it ain't going to happen. You're just going to stop playing and stop paying. So, yeah, don't that. Yeah. I don't know why it's, anybody would be mad about that. That's just ridiculous. It's true because it's what I've seen. I can see people's argument for, for saying you keep it multiplayer and people saying, well, see, Stubbs, I have, to, gonna, I have, to, pull, I have yeah. to pull you up there. I have to pull you up yeah. there because I can't see any argument and I have to ask you what argument holds up. No, I was just going to say a point I've heard online. It's not an argument. It's just some people can say you keep it multiplayer. And the selling point will be pulling Game Pass. But my point is, for somebody who only plays COD, and there is people that only play Call of Duty, paying $120 a year, bloody expensive just to play it. I would say that those people are are actually cocooning their own ignorance. Mm -hmm. That's fair enough. Okay. Play one game a year, do they? Have you got any thoughts on this, Luke? You've probably talked about it to you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's um, it's a bit of a frustrating topic to talk to people about, actually, because I think people get weirdly weirdly emotional about Call of Duty. Who gets emotional about Call of Duty? Like, it's not even... I think the thing is, like, the... the, the, <laughs> the, the, the in the, people... in the case of the last couple of iterations, it's not even that good. But yeah, this is well. This is the thing, right? It's like um, it, within this community, like super hardcore, ga- you know, gamers, it, Call of Duty is not really anything that 
I've, I've never seen people have a real attachment to it. I'm, you know, people play Warzone and and enjoy it, and and it may be their go to kind of first person shooter battle royale type game. Uh, and and maybe they you know buy the yearly releases and and you know they enjoy them but it's it's not as if it evokes like you know halo feelings or horizon feelings or anything like that and it's this kind of weird fanboy spite logic where you know they should take it away from other people because then they've taken it away from people who you know quote unquote don't deserve it or or something like that and um i think i i always genuinely expected call of duty to keep releasing on other platforms because as paul said why would you in a live service game environment why would you cut off you know not just um a part of your uh, uh of your community but actually if you look at sales of call of duty on playstation and kind of um the engagement on that platform it's greater than any other platform it's a um, massive percentage it's a- <laughs> yeah yeah exactly even the even the call of duty league it's all played on playstations right so that's how ubiquitous that the kind of uh, it is on that platform so it, it wouldn't make sense for microsoft why would they just get rid of all that revenue i get that they would want to you know attract people to game pass but guess what you just do that by putting it on game pass right that's that's a way to get people and not everyone you know as as people have said right uh, Call of Duty does really well with casual players, and no casual player, I don't think, is really going to go, ooh, or, or very few will go, I'm going to abandon the console that I'm on because it's available on a subscription service over here. They're just going to buy the game. But for Microsoft, they don't care. Like, why, why would they care? They're getting money anyway, either way. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's just a weird... <laughs> a really weird um environment of people who just you know seem to want to take games away from other people and i think there's a time like there's always a time and place for exclusives i I genuinely think that because i think that they bring out competition and i think that's really important but there are certain games that are so ubiquitous in the gaming world like call of duty or minecraft or fortnite or any of these where you you would just be stupid to make them uh, exclusive to certain platforms because their value is in being everywhere and making a lot of money everywhere. So, yeah, it's just it's a bit pathetic to be honest, and it just it just really annoys me. Um, do you know what? Do you know what? I'm I'm going to go on on the back of that and say. Wait, real, um, real quick, Lynn, can I speak to? Yeah, go on. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Go for it. I'll, I just I'll want just want to draw real quick. The reason they wouldn't want to keep it exclusive, Darth, is because microtransactions, season passes. Battle passes, exactly. and like the money just earner. said, money a lot earner. of those Get players, rich. most of those players, are on PlayStation. So Microsoft is going to have the money raking in hand over fist, and if they cut off all those people, that money they're not going to get the majority of it because they're not going to switch to PC and they're <clears> not <throat> going to switch to Xbox. They're just going to find another game to play. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, my point, kind of. Um jumps on the back of that what i was about to say look at um mlb the show okay microsoft have paid for the nose to get mlb the show onto xbox yeah um all they need is xbox studios that's that's all they need um, yep. when they load the game it will look a load of co- when they load the next call of duty up it's going to be xbox studios and they want people to go 
Xbox? What's Xbox? Let's have a look and then join in. That's 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 what they want to do. And I think that Call of Duty has the reach to the people that it reaches out to people that don't even know that um, Xbox exists. Those Sony players, those PC players, and hmm, Xbox Studios. What's that? It's 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 a massive sort of come in here, have a look at what we've got, and I think that's where they're going with it. I mean, there's been contentions about um, why they're making Call of Duty um, multi-platform. Um, the the weirdest one is because they want to lie. Um, to get the deal through, I don't believe that one. No, that's but they, no. They're not. They're Luke, not going to lie. They're not going to lie. Luke, Luke of course not. Because disagree. But, but you know what? That's <laughs> that's that's been the ethos in the community. We um, yeah. exist, right? Um, that's not true because they're they're not going to lie. They can no chance. They, they, well, they, they, they can because yeah. because because in in a year's time, it'll just go. Well, you lied, so we'll take it. That you can no longer have this thing yeah. that's a thing um but yeah it's it's a case of xbox studios every time you load up a call of duty xbox studios and for me i see something um when when, when something comes up as if to say it's it's by this person i'm gonna look at it like like music for example if i like um an artist's <laughs> track i say it's by this artist i'm gonna go oh Let's have a look at the rest of his stuff. Xbox Studios has the same effect mentally, I think. That every time you load up a Call of Duty game brought to you by Xbox, whether it's on a PlayStation, a Nintendo, a PC, it's it's engagement and it's trying to pull you in. Well, it's like, um, yeah, it'll be the show says yeah, Sony yeah. You know, Entertainment or whatever. You know, yes, but it, it, it still has. It still yeah. has. It still has Xbox <laughs> on it as well. No, but it's, you're, but it's the same thing. When we load up MLB, the show. Oh yeah, absolutely, Xbox, yeah, absolutely. It says yeah. Sony. Uh, it's the first thing we see. And absolutely, I, Sony. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't think twice about it because I'm not a console wearer. I don't. I don't care. You know, it's like it okay, doesn't, it doesn't nice, matter. You know, <laughs> you know. But the, but the, but, the, but there's 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 that, there's that double threat, isn't it? It's it's. Yeah. Do you know what? Have they gone to um, PlayStation and said, okay, you can have Call of Duty if we can have this game. Or you can have Call of Duty if we have this kind of... the the, the, the potential there. But eh. I think, I think <clears throat> Call of Duty is multi-platform because of A, the amount of cash it brings in, um, especially, as Paul said, the microtransactions, because it's huge on PlayStation, right? And it's 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 free advertising. Just come over to Microsoft. It, it, it really is. Yeah. But again, nothing but a humble opinion, <laughs> and I will let it loose to the other panel members. Um, I think. Can I? Oh, remove. Will you want to go? Who's that? No, go ahead. No, 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 you go for it. I was waiting for you to be honest. Oh, yeah. um, look, I've got a lot to say, but I'm going to try and keep it short. Uh, so I'll be here for about 30 minutes. Um, I think... <laughs> I, don't think that, um, I, don't, I don't think that... I don't think exclusives are the only way to control, conquer, and lead an industry. It's, it's an old, archaic 
um, template, right? And Agreed. And, and I think that Microsoft is playing a very different game. I don't think they're playing chess. I don't think they're playing checkers. I don't think they're playing backgammon. backgammon. I think they're playing Hasbro's finest. And I think <laughs> what they're trying to do is, is um, be a key c- component provider. And uh, you can be much more open, non-exclusive, and far more profitable if you play your cards right, and you can dominate the industry. And I think somebody mentioned, uh, I think it might be you, uh, Paul, forgive me if, if, I've, if I've got it incorrect, uh, but Sony, um, just look at them, right? They're going to sell somewhere between 1.2 to 1.5 billion units of software, right, uh, this upcoming generation, if it's as successful as the PS4. And with everything Xbox owns, surely... As, as Phil, one of the things I'd be doing, and this is just one strategic component of probably you know a, a wheel with many many spokes in, I'd be looking to uh, across uh, an installed hardware base, right, without allegiance, without emotion, right, and thinking right, how can I possibly account for almost twenty percent of those sales, right? That's one thing, right. In terms of investment, and I think I think this is quite a, um, a logical thing here, and I think everybody's mentioned it in their own way, right? You don't rationally invest forty-five percent of your cash reserves to turn around to major shareholders, right, and explain explain the game plan, which is to alienate a major client and reduce revenue and and profits significantly, perhaps by twenty to thirty percent, and um, hence Microsoft's. Uh, I, I think it was their last sentence in the statement: "It's best for our business." And that should tell you everything you need to know, right? To remain multi-format, right? And mm-hmm. those words weren't used. Yep. But and they're 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 here to serve shareholders, not neurotic and uninformed gamers like us, right? And I'm, I'm happy to say that I am because I haven't been in the industry um, for for a while. And then there's the question of well, and I've seen this. Uh, well, exclusives. Uh, are typically used right to breed competition and and push creativity and and game advancements right to the benefit of the gamers and and a healthy and and industry and the longevity of it and and COD um, remaining multi-format surely surely that's counter to all of this sort of process of thinking and I feel that you can say that you can react in that way but you need a little bit of time if you sit back and really look at it I think there's another way to look at this right and, and get the same result Xbox will want to maintain the intrinsic tethering, that's what's happening here, right, of Sony and Nintendo to ABNK's products, right, Activision, Blizzard, and, and King, that's just a abbreviation, right, and and tether them ultimately to Xbox, right? And Sony and Nintendo will be working tirelessly, and I've talked about this back as far as back as 27, 2018, right, Sony were aware of this, right? They'll be working tirelessly on creating uh, competing products to pull away from Xbox and Activision and if and if possible, mitigate or replace that revenue with title other titles and potentially the first party titles, right? And any company, it doesn't matter what position you find yourself in during the the course of you know the the, the, the uh, through through the lifespan of your business, right? Any company must de-risk in case of over reliance on a supplier or um, reduce you know reliance on a major source of income. Right, and as I said, to, I said this on the show before. Sony knew this back in 2017, right? And all three, and I'm including Nintendo this in this as well, and then other industries, right? It's not. I'm not just saying. I'm, I'm trying to speak about this in terms of how it applies to all industries and all businesses, right? Uh, large or small, and all three now have a business incentive, have the business incentive that they need to push the boundaries of creativity and quality for their own shareholders. I think Nintendo just came out as well, right? Saying, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna not gonna go buy studios. We're actually gonna invest our money into creating new IPs, right? Within 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 our own company that we own, right? For first party, right? And 
And I think that they need to do this sort of thing, right? Not just for the shareholders, but and not just for their company, um, but the preservation of such, right? And and obviously what's key to their agenda and their strategies going forward. And last but not least, right? Xbox fans, right, um, want to place Phil on a pedestal, right? And I've seen it, right? Um, Uncle Phil and all this other garbage, right? On a pedestal, and they don't even know the guy, right? And you know they want to afford him ceremonies, you know, flower garlands and awards, you know, for, for contribution to the industry. Yet they can't get on board, support and respect his decision. That should just tell you everything that you need to know about the typical gamer these days, right? For me, it's the the business and the strategy, and this 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 doing away with conflict division which does nothing in your daily life other than erode or disintegrate your brain right from those perspectives right all whilst making a profit right for me it's sensible and logical business decision right a step as i say a step forward ending division and conflict while making money and the funny thing is how many fans feel like loyalty and morality and everything that we've gone through as fans and all our, our our sort of neurotic ideals right should trump business ethics and if you think that way you're living in disneyland right anyway that's me done so feel free to ask me questions everyone going home <laughs> excellent points for you jay nope. sorry about I, the delay there Luke I was getting the keyword. My favorite term what? in chat. Luke is using my favorite term in chat. Return on investment. I can't <laughs> to here so much every week. Yeah. Explain these deals to people. Yeah. 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 It's a. Uh, it's 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 a very uh, it's a very simple concept that people seem to to miss out on uh, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it's uh, it's very important. But yeah, I mean, I think you know, like. It it just make it just makes financial sense for Microsoft to do what they're doing, and that's not to say that uh, over Activision games won't be exclusive. You know, they may feel that you know other games that are being developed have some merit in being locked to that ecosystem and bringing people in. I'm sure they will. You know, if they make a Hexen game, right, even though it's a niche, you know, IP, it actually might move some people to go and subscribe to game pass to go and get an xbox or a pc or, or whatever so um yeah it's just we're just seeing there's a proliferation of different ideas coming out right now from gaming companies and that includes sony as well with what they're doing with bungie which is that you don't you don't need to lock every you don't need to lock everything to your console anymore right you don't need to lock games away from other people anymore you can coexist there's um you know this idea that um and this is a really weird nerdy thing but back in you know france way back in the day there was a treasurer um who had a, a view of the world which was called mercantilism and it was basically that there's only a finite amount of money uh, of a market that exists in a world and you have to do everything to be able to you know batter people away and get your share we don't live in that world anymore there's no there's no limit to this pie right um it, you know i think Back 20 years ago, Sony, Microsoft, etc., really did think there was a limit to this pie. You know, they thought they had a mercantilist attitude where it was like, you know, we we only operate in a very finite amount of audience, money, uh, and we have to do everything to make sure that people come to us rather than somewhere else. It doesn't exist. Gaming keeps growing and growing and growing. It's, you know, it, it even though it's such a huge market as it is, it still doesn't reach 
you know, as many people as it could. Nowhere near. So um, there's no need to lock games away, especially games like that anymore. Um, there is a place for exclusives. I, I still genuinely think that in certain circumstances. But it's not the same. It's not the same world as it was 20 years ago. So, um, yeah, I think it just makes sense. And people who are emotional about it need to get a life, to be honest. So, um, you know, I, I don't see... Sorry if I was overly emotional and I will try to get a life. No, no. <laughs> You've already got one, VJ. Stubbs, you still there? Yeah, I'm yeah still he's there. got to sleep. I was, I was saying if Removable was about to jump in. I was. He, he was probably chewing on a kiwi skin or something. That's probably <laughs> <laughs> him. Him and I, him and his shed have blown away um, hours ago. It's fine. Um, there isn't really much. To, well, it's, it's all the points kind of been expertly pointed out already. It's, it's, it's you know it's, it's exactly that. It's it's been bought for return. Um, and it makes sense for it to run. I agree with Luke that there is there is times and places for some exclusives. Personally, I would like to see exclusives become a thing of the past, and it just becomes a more ubiquitous across the you know across the platforms. You know, I, you know, I could foresee platforms kind of dissipating, and you know, cloud services taking over, and it'll be just software services uh, in in the future, and it'll be. Probably the next thing will be prices in terms of, you know, what's the best price for playing all your games, you know. Um, and I think the first step to that will be you can play all your games on this service. And then once one platform does it, it will happen and it will be used against other platforms and softwares. And once that happens, then it will be just a simple... Mm battle between the prices you know it, that's that's the way i kind of see it um going in the future and, I, and again just like this like my, my base argument the whole live service thing is going to be where we're going to see a lot of things not exclusive because why why do you want to leave that money on the table exactly I think, exactly i think the single player and multiplayer only that aren't live that aren't live that may remain exclusive to a point and when i say exclusive nowadays i mean console and pc from either side because even sony is changing their note they're going well we need to you know we need to play yeah. on the pc side too because there's the pc base is still huge more you know spread yeah. out than the con either console base you know and then there's the whole mobile side too but so the, the live service games are where i see that are going to probably be multi-plat am i saying i'm going to see halo on a sony probably not anytime soon or yeah. Gears of War, probably not anytime soon, but pre-existing stuff and new stuff, probably. Just because that's where they're going. That's what they're doing. You know? Just let you know, Paul, I will be all for Gears of War going to PlayStation, just so you know. It won't happen, <laughs> but I'm all for it. Yes. <laughs> well, it's, it, I think it's going to end up being that way. You know, it's going to potentially... <laughs> The, the end is in, in sight. I don't think it's hardware is going to be the future. I think it's going to be the software and the service that's going to be the future of gaming. And uh, that's going to be across multiple platforms regardless. And so I said it kind of lends, if you think like that, that it lends itself to all games being on all softwares. And then in, if that happens... It will be simply down to, as I said, to a pricing structure. There will be a battle of the pricing structures to try and, you know, get you to move to this particular software. Um, 
and as as luke said you know we haven't even hit the peak of players uh, at this stage there is fundamentally millions of players that this hasn't even gotten into yet um i don't know i think it's one of these things that i think at this stage it's again it's a return investment and i think this is probably it's not gonna be the first i don't think it'll be the last i think this is going to start coming through more and more tell you what i find interesting we were talking about live service games um one of the biggest in the world is on mobile, PC, and Xbox. It's called Roblox. It's not on the PlayStation. It baffles me as to why. It's on everything else but the PlayStation. It's not an exclusivity thing. It's just they haven't put it on there. <laughs> You'd think they'd get it on there, wouldn't you? That's all. Just to, it's, it, well, considering there. Roblox has uh, a bit of a checkered past. Yeah. It's probably due to the ability to... Um, cross stream um the, the, oh, the sort yeah. of the, the do you know if if they don't i mean it was forced on minecraft eventually yeah. um if you remember that minecraft they would not cross stream they would not cross would they until um no. playstation relented and just gone oh okay yes you can uh, you can put the the shit on See. this pc yeah so ma- ma- maybe it's Maybe it's similar. Protect the children. It was to protect the children. It was to protect. That's what they actually said. Well, it's not. not, PlayStation actually publicly came out and said they needed to protect the children. So what what they used. What, for Minecraft? Yeah, the the crossplay thing. No, no, the thing is, the crossplay thing, the 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 crossplay thing wasn't to protect the children. It was because they wouldn't allow. Um, Microsoft logins on PlayStation, and unfortunately, yep. Unfortunately, if you uh, if you play Minecraft on PlayStation, you need a, a Microsoft login. Unlucky, clever, weren't they? Did they got it? Yep. Didn't they? And maybe Minecraft's holding the something similar. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm not an expert. But similar. Minecraft's massive anyway, so. It Back currently back. holds the title for the most, most is it the, mo- the most money being made on a game ever? Yeah, it's, I know it's, it's hold, it holds it holds a few records still. I think it's, it's, it's it holds it's, a few records at the moment. It's, it's, at one worth point, couple, it, it's worth a couple of billion. It's worth it's worth three or four billion. At one point, it was in like decline on YouTube. If you made Minecraft reviews, you made no money. Now, Minecraft's back on top of the world. It has been for years. Oh well, if that's if, that, if that's the case, then I'm uh, going to get back into yeah, Minecraft. Minecraft videos. <laughs> yeah. All the biggest YouTubers play it every day. Yeah. Well, so know, you know um, what? Like one of My, the other uh, one of the other ambassadors I know, he actually um, he works and he helps develop Minecraft levels. I mean, they're always cranking out new content, new new things you can do in the game, and I think that's one of the reasons it has such staying power. It's constantly yeah. Well, also. Yeah, it's constantly evolving. If you're into the Insiders program, there's something that recently happening with Minecraft. They're actually transport. They're out, they seem to be transporting the um, transferring the worlds to a new. Was it to a new system or to a new server or a new AI or something? something I spotted like on it. the. It, so it sounds like it's the whole system's been upgraded, and that could tie in with the new ray tracing and all that malarkey that's coming through. 
which I think is hilarious. Ray tracing on Minecraft. My God. Try, please don't. Yeah. Uh, as bad as it sounds, I saw Digital Foundry thing and it does look really good. And if anything, it goes like, I'm like, I kind of want to play it now. I, you know, I'm not a Minecraft <laughs> fan, but I'm looking at it going, yeah, that ray tracing kind of looks really, really good. I might be being pushed into it. <laughs> but oh, that was I, actually, I, was the, say... I think that's the very first video where they actually showed the power, or should I say, not the power, the destructive power of ray tracing where they said oh, we'll turn it on at medium range and it dropped from like a, I don't know, 240 frames to 120 they said now we put it on really high and it dropped from like 120 to about 20 and it's like yeah. this is the problem with ray tracing you know yeah. it can really destroy your frame rate <laughs> when, when when the video was launched it would ne it would never it would never happen on console but now it's now it's a potential with the series s the series x and yeah. um the ps5 it, it, there's a potential we can see that on console, but um, back in the day when they released that that ray tracing video, it was high in PC. So let's yeah. hope it comes yeah. on. Let's hope. Let's hope that ray tracing comes on our consoles, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. By the way, before we totally get off at the Call of Duty, remember for those of you who may not know, the new Call of Duty that they're coming out with will be under a new engine. Which we're hoping means will mean new smaller file sizes and better file management. <laughs> can you guarantee that? If, if if they can squeeze something that looks as beautiful as Cyberpunk into fucking I'm sorry into fifty something gig, they sure as hell should be able to do that with. Well, know, there is compression they can use, but they they oh. some reason they choose not to use it. I'm I'm convinced that Activision's plan all along is just to fucking destroy your hard drive with so much Call of Duty space you have no room for any other game and you're just forced <laughs> to play Call of Duty there, there. over that's, and over again. That's the reason. That's the reason. Some, there we go. Some, that's there the reason some players only play it's one official. game because it's all. The yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. official. Yeah, it's official. Are you, yeah. That's Luke yeah. saying that's just official. There we go. Yeah, so listen, I think I think to be honest, I think Luke's hit the nail on the head. He's worked out the bloatware situation <laughs> that's on there. Yeah. The game's only actually about twenty gigabytes, but the other eight yeah. is there yeah. just to really it's a little it's a mini yeah. choice. You have to play this game or nothing. Uh, nothing, yeah. I think it's a, <laughs> I, I, it's a either, Bobby Kotick original. <laughs> Either yeah. that or Activision was planning on going into the hardware business, selling hard drives, you know. <laughs> Call of Duty branded hard drives. Expansion oh, yeah. drives for more Call of it Duty. It will be. It will be uh, guaranteed, yeah. 450 quid for this half a terabyte. But you'll be able to play for this, though. It's the point of a game. Error. Error. Yeah. Error. It's not working. Yeah. New skin on Warzone is 15 gig <laughs> for a gun. Wow. Indeed. So, Stubbs, next topic, dude. Well, let's go. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Come on, on come on, Stubbs. Next topic. On fire. Come on. on We're doing good. All right. Do you mean you've got? You've got no, what do you mean you've got not got? <laughs> I've got any. He wasn't planning oh, for us dear. to actually be quiet. We haven't deviated, and that's the problem. I think it's oh, been because of Luke. Oh, we've done well. We've done really well. <laughs> see, we haven't really deviated now. You've been keeping us on topic too much. See, yeah, we haven't see. talked mm. about pies, oh, the wind, nothing like that. Pineapple yeah. on pizza, none of that ah, has come up. Shit. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so I've kept so you Luke, all on topic. So Luke, what's your stance on pineapple on pizza, Luke? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I'm, I, it's an abomination. Almost Thank as bad you. as eating okay, the skin it, on you're, good. Out. <laughs> you're good there, Luke. Okay, you, you can <laughs> So, there has been a mention topic over the last couple of weeks. Xbox game gifting, if you want to oh, yes, run that with that one. stubs. So, Luke brought it up. Um, so, what it is, is... You can game gift someone this country. Now, I had this problem when um, my friend Centurion1307, uh, I, he game gifted me a cyberpunk, and he obviously bought it in America, but I got round it by... Um, I redeemed it on a VPN that said I lived in America. So when I redeemed it, you had to reboot your Xbox, and it, it appeared in your library, and you just pressed download. But... From what I'm told, if you do it the legal, that wasn't legit. That's not the way you're supposed to do things. If you you can purchase somebody and game gift somebody, it, when you do it on the website, you have to go on the website to do it. And you can buy it. And obviously, but then apparently once it realizes this person is in another country and they try and redeem it, it then says not available in this region. It does. So you have to get a refund. But like what Looper's point was, surely if you've got a friend in America and you want to game gift them, why can't you just pay the taxes for them and and let them play it? Should be much better. Yep. Or some way it's a, if you want to buy a, a friend a present, you could just pay the taxes for them. It shouldn't be an issue. But they don't offer that. I no, don't know if it's something it's they too can bad. do. They, sh- they should be on the store. They should, especially if you click this as a gift. Then it should give you a drop down to which region is the gift, you know, recipient in, and then go from there. Yeah. That way, yeah. you can handle it all correctly. But, but the the way I mentioned it is the way you can get around it. It's not the it's not a not legally. It's not how you're supposed to do it, but you can do it that way. You can. Uh, well, I, yeah, I've re, I've received a few gifts, and that's how I've had yeah. to do it. So yeah. yeah, it's not the way you're supposed to. But only way you can do it. But, Does anyone has anyone had the experiences with a game gifting? Have Luke, have you ever tried this? So, no, I'm far too selfish to be gifting oh, games. I'm gonna go with okay because I have yeah. received gifts and I've sent gifts and um, all that kind of thing that have required um, the exact solution that you described. Um, the thing is that. It's going to be very difficult to be solved because it costs different in different regions. Okay, I've gifted um, Cerebral Polar game in the past, for example, um, but it costs me different. It it costs me different amount to what Cerebral Paul um, would pay for it. I, I, I'm not sure how. You I can understand that it. for physicals, but digital. And again, as you said, you could put in, yeah, if, you, if, if, if yeah, it's but, desperate, yeah, you could yeah, still put in a tax base. I mean, you can you can look at, you, when you could buy gifts abroad, they come down, you go, oh, what's the delivery charge per different per country? Here's the delivery charge. You could do the same thing. You could simply have, here's the, here's the surcharge for gifting this, this person's game. If you're in Taiwan or if you're in, you know, China or if you're in America or Canada, you could do a little list of, oh, here's the thing you need to click on. So, so I, I, it's so, so potentially, so potentially, I could pick 
the US store. If I if I wanted to, what you're saying is if I wanted to buy Serena Paul a game, yep, yep, I would choose the US store. Is that what you're saying? And then yeah, I so would you, charge you, you according. Can Amazon. Yeah, you can. Um yeah, it, it, it's just that do you know what? Um the the way currency works between um the million countries we have, it's not a million, I know I'm exaggerating, right? Um, we would just jump into um, a store that was cheaper. I would. I would jump into a store that was the cheapest game and then gift it across. And I would get it for the cheapest amount compared well, to my say, local you... currency. Yeah, but if you because, look at like Amazon, because, for yeah, instance, the... you can't do that. If you buy something from America, you still have to pay the tax. It doesn't. It doesn't allow you to kind of you can you know if like for instance normally in the UK we're the more expensive through to our tax system anyway regardless but you could still uh, there still could be something in the settings that says right I am having to pay the the taxes for that particular country okay okay here it okay. is I mean it's up to, at least it's a choice that's what I think is the thing is the choice okay. is there so so what is what is the difference of a game being very cheap in Argentina, me buying it in Argentina and gifting it to myself. You'd still have to pay the tax based on that uh, no. option. But, uh, currently, I could buy a game for if it's if it's nine pound in UK, it costs mm -hmm. me three pound in Argentina. What's the yep. difference of me? It, uh, well, I'd say it's the same thing as if you, it's the same thing as if you're doing it in Amazon. You could buy something from the Amazon, you know, Argentina's Amazon. What what stops you from getting it, buying it, getting it over here? Well, there is a particular, you know, there is a particular no, stoppage, because, isn't no, it? The thing is, the thing is, the thing is, though, buying it over there, it's the shipping, it's the shipping to me that's the issue. With mm. a, with, a with a digital game, there's no shipping. Well, that's what I'm saying. They could place so the, in the, the a shipping, not a shipping, or you know, a cost within as like a shipping cost in into the actual when you're buying it. So, if you are buying it, say for Argentina digitally, you could have a digital shipping cost to then pass it to someone else. Fair enough. Would that well, not be? Would that not? Would that be a, a solution? Because otherwise, you're viable. right. You're going to have to go it, through. It, it would be viable, however. The, the manpower and the systems that would need to be put in place, removable, um, you, you know, um, yeah. would mm -hmm. absolutely, absolutely fucking astronaut, astronomical yeah. because you've, to, you've then got to incorporate every single country, every single yep. region, because it's not even just countries, it's regions well, uh, as well. Uh, yeah, they, that it, have it, different it could be, it could be, it could be state based as well. Um, and, 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 and exactly, sales like, tax and, comes into play. Yeah, like Super Paul says, it's state based. That is that is a massive operation. Um, is, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Ele electrically oh, yeah. and even um, humanely, with people saying, "Nope, can't do that. Can't do that. Can't do that." That's well, that's huge. I mean, so, so what's, I mean, what stops CD keys, for instance, doing that? You can go there, buy CD keys, buy an Argentina game. And and as as a digital aspect, and yes. and and then and then uh, you can't play it as a UK person because it doesn't work in your your country. But you could pass well, it over to someone in Argentina. 
well, you, you, you can, right? You can. However, yeah. you have to um, you have to opt to um, open a VPN and pretend you're in that region, right? Mm. That's imagine that happens a thousand times per user. Those thousand people, right, have to pretend they're in a different region. That's yep. technically a thousand employees that have to monitor what they're doing. Um, it's just, I don't think it's worth the investment of the companies that can sell those things. Personally, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to manage um, a site that um, monitors VPNs. I would not, no chance, no, because you're talking. It, it, it's the foot traffic; it's the problem. Yeah. Mm. So I think that the, I, th I think the situation where Microsoft do it, I, I would love to gift um, VJ a, a, a game right now and say, "There you go, give it to VJ." Golden Ring, please. However, <laughs> uh, not, not right now, dude. Not right now. Um, having, having some difficulties in life, it's fine. Um, I would love. Uh, do you know what? I would love to give VJ a gift of saying, "Right, you live there. Let's do that." However, the game prices are so different in our own regions, and the monetary differences within our own regions are so astronomical. It's it's completely impossible. But for, again, go on. I'm just maybe I'm being immensely thick, and please tell me if I am. But why is that the case for digital media? I can physically understand it for physical media, but for digital media, why? I bet you, VJ, I can tell you. Uh, I, I don't know why. Just two quick questions, uh, Paul. You know when you do you buy your games digitally? Yes. Uh, do you pay sales tax? Because I never get charged sales tax. Depends on the site, uh, but yeah, like I, uh, in fact, I just bought one. I bought from Microsoft the other day, and I pay sales tax. That's interesting because I buy from Microsoft, and I don't pay sales tax. It's uh, state by state, I think. I right. So basically, do... I live in a state, and you live in a state that is a mistake. Well, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what? Removable. That that answers your question because there look, you go. they 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 live in the same country. Fiji well, actually, Indy, not... Indy has just mentioned no. something that's kind of picks Fiji. up something. He says he's gifted people in other countries on Steam, yep. and he just needs to be, and it has no problems. That, that's Steam. I've got, I've got one more question. Again, so what is it? What is it? What software or okay. what system is okay. they using so, that so, works that way? So, when, like, when you guys pull up a Steam and it gives you a value, does it give it to you in pounds or does it give you into American dollars? Deutschmarks. Deutschmarks. Or Deutschmarks, yeah. Well, what's the currency in Jersey, Luke? It's, it's the it's the pound. No, it's well, it's it's either the pound or uh, Jersey cows measured in grams. Um, the indie gamer says local currency, so I, yeah, it's it's played in local currency. Right. Yep. On Steam. On Steam. So they they're doing all the conversion inside their systems. They have all that stuff laid out. So that's what I'm saying is if Steam can manage it, again, maybe this it's an inbuilt system, 
Um, and maybe it's a much, and I'll take from Anna Bates' point, maybe retroactively putting this in is, is just too much of a hassle for it to be to be kind of uh, done. But seeing that, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but my Microsoft store seems to be updating every two weeks now. <laughs> it, well, what, what stopped them from actually creating want... a brand new store with that built in and then just simply updating it for everybody? And Steam's far bigger than the Xbox platform. Users and everything's massive. It's far greater. It is. I suppose it could be done. I, su- I, I do suppose it could be done, but I just think it's one of these. It's one of these things. If Joshua, maybe it's a, maybe it's a gamer thing. Maybe it's this. If they don't, if they can't see it warranted enough, why bother messing around with it? If not enough gamers are asking for this, mm-hmm. don't bother. Yeah. Until there's enough shouting about it, why put those resources? Why put those funds in? Why put that time in? focus on the things they really are worried about which is you know accessibility you know, and, and other other areas and maybe Bug that is games. the simplest answer Bug free games please yeah <laughs> i think you buying... can hold you that promise of a game too i just i can see it bugging you in a couple of days um, yeah. actually i know i know luke's purchasing elden ring i know that i'm having a discussion with removable sanity whether to both of us to purchase it and play it is anyone else looking forward to that to that game? To which game? Do you know that? what? I'm going to be I'm going to be honest. Um, I've never done a from software game because they're let's be honest, they're ridiculously hard. Correct. Um, Depends. Uh, I think it. They, I think there's they, options they, there they for are, you to do. They, they, do you know what they are known for being really, really hard? Animated, um, I think. Animated. You, I've seen you play video games. They're, they're not. They won't be difficult for you. Trust me. <laughs> yes, I ain't but, yeah, but I'm but not I've attempting ne- it. But I. But I've never played a Dark Souls. I've never played um, a Demon Souls. See, see you're. you yeah, But but animated. You're exactly the sort of guy that potentially you're 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 the you're the prime candidate for somebody that might try that game and it might become your new favorite genre yes i was i was about to say that yes you cut me off at the fucking pass dude you've actually animated there was um, there's a video on youtube what? who's actually said for people who have never played it here is yes uh here is that video his video basically went through and said look uh, it's, it's Dark Souls have kind of got the what's it called? It's it's that um, they've got a rod for their own back now. They've got this, as you said, they've got this uh, from software. Is it's it's only for hardcore players. It's only for gamers who really like challenges. So like, well, ironically, he was saying he said actually, don't get me wrong, there is challenges in it, but it is up to you. There is ways around it. There are people who are completing these games with just barely anything you know said so there is there is a uh, uh, kind of like mysticism around dark souls as it's too hard for everybody and it says they've kind of built that up for themselves but he's, he was really... trying to promote it to new players and said look to be honest with you no, what it isn't that case the case what i was going to say before um took cool. over there um do you know what um it's 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 been created the story's been created by an amazing author right mm-hmm. um and it's 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 into that realm of dark souls demon souls that from software whole thing 
I've yeah. always thought that this this game might be the game to get me in. It might be. Um, and you can play co-op I'm, for the I'm whole tempted. game. I'm tempted. I'm tempted as long as VGO play with me. No. Um, <laughs> well, the trouble is, actually, tempted. ironically, no, all I'm three tempted. of us could play I'm together tempted. through the whole game. Well, I think yes, I I, 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 think I, I, I I'm, I'm yeah. going to be honest. I'm really, really tempted to play it. However, uh, we'll see. I know, I, I know. One, I'm in the same I, boat. <laughs> I think this one is. Oh, sorry, go on, Anamid. No, I carry on. Look, go no, on. I think I think this one as well. It, it um, above uh, from software games that have come before. There are actually a number of features that. You know, I meant to make the game more forgiving, like still a challenge. Mm. It's still supposed to be yeah. a challenge, but there are lots yeah. of things that they've introduced in this more forgiving checkpoints, for example, and all that kind of stuff, which are, are meant to kind of guide players more towards actually finishing the game uh, rather than yes. kind of bashing their head against a boss and just, you know. And also as well, I think one of the, one of the big things about Elden Ring, which I think is actually not intended to be uh, something that makes it... Um, a more uh, accessible game in terms of difficulty, but that actually will is that because this one's set in an open world, if you do get stuck on a boss, um, you yeah. don't have to just bash your head against it. You can go away and you can find something else and then you can come back to it. Whereas before, obviously, you know, if you're on uh, <laughs> Bloodborne and you prop up against Father Gascon in the second boss, yeah, yeah, you're effectively, yeah. until you get past, you know, Father Gascon, you're not going anywhere, which I found to my chagrin back in the day when I. Tried to beat him forty times. And you know what? And you know what? These are the points where I think this might be my entry system into the the Souls type from software mm. games. And yeah. this is this is this is why exactly what you just said. This is why I thought to myself, hmm, let's give it a go. So I yeah. might give it a go, but I might not. Because oh. as discussed earlier, thousands of fucking games on the game. On the uh, backlog. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, this also looks like it's the one of the it's the biggest of the games that there is. So there's you can tell there's like going to be like hundreds of hours in this game. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. They, they, I think I saw one of the recent videos and it's like, oh, by the way, that map there's a whole underground map that you haven't seen yet. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. yeah. R in about which real, one real to quick, play. I'm, I'm interested in it. I want to. Play. I need to, I need <laughs> to take off. Um. So I'm just going to tell everybody, no, follow me on Twitter, uh, CerebralPaul1, to find out where I'm at all during the week. i got to go. Talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Paul. Bye. See you later. Luke, I've got a question for you. Um, have you played Demon Souls, the, the remake? Yeah, yeah, finished it. And, and, um, and um, look, I played Bloodborne, and um, I didn't think it was the most difficult of the uh, From Software games. I don't think it's as – I think once you get to the rhythm of the game, it's yeah. It's quite straightforward. It's not. Uh, I don't know. I was just a bit perturbed when you said you had to fight Father Gascoigne forty times, and I thought actually, you know what? I really enjoyed leveling up in that game. I really enjoyed, you know, I don't know what, how how you know the repeat cycle, right? In terms of yeah, um, improving your weapons and then going taking on bosses, and so it, you can make the game easier for yourself, right? There's like a grinding process, but the grinding process yeah. in itself is. It's not a grind. It's actually superbly addictive. Right? Yeah, yeah. I and I think... Service is what, what I'm saying. Yeah, Yeah. no, no. Bloodborne. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, often as well, there are bosses that you just... 
that you as an individual just struggle against. And like for me, Father Gascoigne was one of those bosses um, where I just I couldn't I just couldn't get it. I mean, I did I did beat him, uh, but you know it was a real it was a real effort. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, Demon Souls remake. You know, I, Demon Souls is probably actually the easiest of all the Souls games. Um, there are you know bosses some bosses are a little tough but i don't think i i think maximum i died to a single boss in that game was, was probably about five times um which for a souls game is you know fairly low um but it's all relative <laughs> isn't it um so you know some people really really struggled with um returnal you know found it yeah incredibly challenging um and i i only died to a boss in that game once I only had to repeat a boss once, yeah. so um, you know, and other people can't get past the second bite. Like it's just, it's, it's really interesting. I'm totally with you. I mean, Stubbs will tell you. I mean, the amount of trouble he's still having with the moss charger is it's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a reference to Hollow Knight, but um, no, I, I, I really thought Bloodborne was a fantastic game, and I, 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 I think yeah, it was fantastic. Sakira. I don't know if you played Sakiro, but I thought Sakiro oh, is by far the most challenging that From okay. have made. Yeah, totally agree with that. So then, so yeah, that's the why I haven't gone near it. <laughs> yeah, Sekiro is just like Sifu on crack, basically. Sekiro, it, it basically demands uh, parrying ability that is bordering on supernatural at times. It's, it's really, Agreed. really difficult. Agree, and and so and so to removables point in terms of how approachable Elden Ring is, because I think he made a really good point. I don't know if he made it here, or, or he made definitely made it in the DMs to me. Is that? Um, um that the fact that look there's so much to do in the game and so much to explore that you can go and level yourself up you know doing other activities and then go back and um attack perhaps different aspects of the map that you you know previously were yeah um not 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 ready to do so And, and, and not being funny but that's how zelda breath of the wild is also structured right to a degree yeah 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 exactly where it's just you know his it's, you know, there's a critical path through it all, uh, and I mean, uh, you know, I think I think uh, Elden Ring is very similar in that if you want, you can try and go to the main, you know, the the main boss on the map. I don't know what that is, but you can try and do that from the start if you like. If you want to try and get there, exactly like you could in Breath of the Wild, where you could just go straight to Hyrule Castle and try and try and beat Ganon, um, but you'll find it. You know, incredibly, uh, incredibly difficult. I say that within two days, someone will speed run that game in about twenty-five minutes. But oh yeah. god, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just interesting to just see the indie gamers um, um, laughing at the Moss Charger comment in the in the chat. <laughs> it's a tough boss. <laughs> uh, but um, no, I'm if if um, if you guys do end up purchasing it, I think I'll have to buy it, and I'd, I'd love to join in some co-op on, on that game. I sure. think, I think to be honest, with you, I'm, I've, the more I look at it, the more I see it, the more yeah. I'm very much like animated. It's, it's. I'm not. I haven't been a very much a Dark Souls gamer, but in the last couple of years, ironically, it was some of the indie game Dark Soul games that have kind of led me into it and led me to understand. A l- the mechanics a little better and so seeing this as well is, is one of the games like do you know what i'm probably going to get, actually get it and because it does lend it see after playing some of those indie um, uh, dark soul type games i'm like i feel a bit more prepared and as yeah. this looks i would yeah. say it looks this looks easier it looks a bit more forgiving and now yeah. i'm hearing obviously you guys have been obviously like, like for instance you've played bloodborne you've played sekiro i was like well if I can call you guys in to help me out if I really need it, 
why not try and see? And as, as, as Anime pointed out, it's got some amazing directors in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of now really want to see the whole thing and see where it goes. You know, it's interesting because um, we've got. Uh, we wish we could have him on the panel, but Shizno Elite says he's played ten hours of um, of the Elden Ring Network test, and uh, we'd love to, lovely to hear what he thought of it. Other than the fact that he thought it was great and fun. Yeah, it's going to be. Um, I think it. I would be surprised if there was a game that came out this year that uh, scored better than it amongst critics. I keep, I, keep I, hearing I really, this. Really this is was it game game defining of our generation? I've heard about four or five times. <laughs> in Elden Ring. It was like, are you really? Is it really? Is it? And then you think, well, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Yeah. Where it actually, it's that nice balance between newcomers and. Yeah. Uh, specialists yeah. maybe it is there's nothing in the previews that i've read that refers to anything you know sort of difficult or anything complex with the mechanics with the music with the yeah. environments i mean there's there's just nothing but love for the game right and um yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to it's n- not a single person uh, who's done the network test that i've come across as has got anything anything negative yeah, yeah I've, I've literally seen no negative impression of that game uh, from media previews or network tests which i think is a testament to how good how good it is not to hype it up too much but no i'm i'm just um i'll be happy to tell you more once animated evil sends me um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> send over yeah, those yeah, credits we'll and that's what i'll be using i'll be we'll using send. my game pass credits for it Stumps, you still there, or have you gone off? With, I am. There's um, uh, Hollow Knight slander. I haven't even got that far. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's still at the title screen. I'm. I'm very. No, I'm playing ages, and I was not very far at all. Do we? Okay. Do we think that Sekiro, because it's published by Activision, even though it's a From Software game, could quite possibly make it to Game Pass next year? Do you know what? That's the one game um, so far in the last three years that has not dropped in price. It's still yep. 60 quid on the Xbox store. Yep. And I'm like, um, wow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yes. I'm going to say yes because they they, they, they have made a couple of um, Ubisoft sales right now. Um, mm-hmm. and I, think I was looking some, at it. <laughs> um, there, was, there was a Ubisoft sale and I reckon that a couple of Ubisoft Games will be coming into Game Pass very soon. My money is on. Um, uh, what was it I said? Do you know what? There's a, there's a direct correlation between what goes on sale and what goes into Game Pass. They did it with the year. They did it with now they're now they're doing it with the Ubisoft. So it will be. What are the big Ubisoft games going into uh, Game Pass very soon? And I think it's going to be Immortals. Um, just because they're trying to sort of Ooh. surface that deal with um, Ubi Plus coming into um, the Game Pass fold um, where you can register with Ubi, the, the Ubisoft club and download yep. it. So... I do think there's going to be something coming into the set, um, the uh, the ethos. I know what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. 
it would be good if it was because to be honest with you as i said i've uh, even with the price even when it was they were doing the sales it never dropped below 40 and i was like no nope. I, I don't think i've said that's like i can't think of another game even with i can't think of another game that hasn't not shifted in price and that one seems to consist because oh, i've been watching um... it you are talking about on console clearly because indie gamers point yes out on console board. only yeah this is not this is not pc or anything no this is this is only on the xbox store it's one game that i just literally for some reason it is when you said that, very rarely indie drop. gamers indie yeah, gamers gonna come back with a really cheap price set on pc he's <laughs> yeah he's going for 20 quid and i'll tell you what i was like if it was 20 quid on xbox i'd be like no matter how difficult it is i'd probably buy it because uh, i could probably save up a bit of money for that <laughs> but i've never seen it drop i've never seen it drop for anything like 50 and i'm like wow I'm say removable that for 20 quid he could have gifted it to everybody on this panel even though he I don't should yeah it. yeah <laughs> yeah i i even posted on twitter that it'll uh it's gonna drop because they they did have last week or the week before they did have a ubisoft sale and mm-hmm. um the history says when they when they had an EA sale, all their games come into Game Pass. Ooh. So when they now they've had an Ubisoft sale, um, their games are going to come in, and I think it's going to be Immortals will be um, a Game Pass game very soon. I've said it on Twitter. That's, I'm, I'm calling it out. It's, uh, it, it, it's difficult because we don't know when the Ubisoft Plus that is um, a viable PC thing, we don't know when that's coming to um, Xbox. We don't. We know it's coming. And I said on this show that it's going to come. Yeah. Grins. Um, but no details. We, 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 we don't know when. We don't know when. So... I think to uh, produce some interest, they're going to launch a one of the Ubisoft games into um, Game Pass. They really are, and I think that's the game they're going to. Sekiro would make the perfect entry to that. Mm, Sekiro, maybe no. I'm. What are you thinking? Um, Immortals: Phoenix Rising is my is my money. True, true. Both, both, both are pretty good. I'm just waiting for GT so, to come to PC. So, so, so the moment, you, <laughs> the moment you get Immortals Phoenix Rising into Game Pass, um, you will see the Ubisoft launcher um, launch three weeks after. We will That's your prediction. It, you, you heard it here, folks. You heard it here, folks. Stubbs, I was going to say, when's your birthday, Stubbs? December. Oh, okay, because um, Indy and me are going to chip in and buy your Moss Charger Teddy, because you may not be able to do it digitally, but you'll definitely be able to pump the lights out of it physically. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that would make a great gift. Oh, look, there you go. It's uh, me, got... Mike, Mike drop. Oh, Stubbs has kicked him. Mike drop. Stubbs has kicked him, I can tell you now. Oh, dear. 
But anyway, on that note, it's been a great show, it has. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, in chat. It's been a been a fun show and fun conversation in chat. Thanks for coming on, Luke. It's been fun to have your um, knowledge on a lot of the topics. It has helped. It's been a great conversation. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Um, uh, especially uh, VJ's barb right at the end there. That's uh, <laughs> give me a smile going to sleep. That one, VJ. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, brilliant. Um, always, always really enjoy coming on here and chat's been great. So, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, it was good. Do you want to tell people where they can find you? But links are in the description. Yeah, I even put Green Pass in there too. Oh, oh, great. Yeah, so um, yeah, at Luke Steel ninety on Twitter. Uh, and then I'm on Green Pass Gaming, which is every Thursday, uh, eight o'clock UK time. Uh, and uh, once a month, uh, we are on the Indie Game Podcast with Indy and Drizilla. And this month, we're on the 25th of February, uh, again, 8 p.m. UK time, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if I've got that wrong, Indy, um, you may chastise me behind the scenes, but I think that's right. So I thought you'd keep it a secret. Correct. Oh, yeah, oh, we're keeping a guest a secret. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Yes, I was trying yes. to, I was trying to lure you into, a, into potentially, you know, ripping oh, that no, out, but no. clearly no, it didn't no, work. No. <laughs> I'm not going to say no. what it is. I'm not going to say who it is, but I think I've got a feeling. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm not saying a word. I'm probably going to DM uh, Indy and then and wait to see if I'm right next week. Yeah, it's the Moss Charger. That's the guest. He's gonna have Yeah. Everyone's been waiting for. They were like, "Hmm, we don't want the Nintendo. We don't want the Nintendo show. We're gonna, we're gonna give it to Indy." That would. <laughs> that I think I think Indy would actually pass out if that ever happens. Like he's just. You want to just, do, you... Saying, <laughs> you wanna come on and do the reveal. <laughs> like, yeah, he would pass out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think he would. Thank you, Rod. But yeah, no, thanks for coming on, Luke. It's good to have you on. It's, it's been a while, but... It's yeah, a always a pleasure. It has. And uh, thanks, VJ, for coming on. It's been it's been good. It yeah, it's, it's been a fantastic show, Mr. Stubbs, and thanks for having me on again. I really appreciate it. Um, I, I just want to say, look, I was, I was never on Twitter before I started podcasting, and I don't have a channel. I don't make content, but um, if anyone's listening still... Uh, I just recommend you follow the people on the on the panel, and uh, yeah, and thanks, Luke, for your valuable time. And I'm sure Stubbs is going to faint when he sees the bill. Yeah, you know well, it's got to be done, hasn't it? Um, you might, you might, you might yeah. even move, um, might even move country. But um, no, it's, um, I'll track him down. To have you on board, and I hope we have you back again soon. So uh, yeah, cheers. Absolutely. Thanks, VJ, and Animated Evil. Thanks for coming on again. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's a pleasure every week, week in, week out, dude. Um, yeah, don't forget you can find me at animated underscore evil on Twitter. Um, that's the probably the best place to find me. You'll see me on um, whatever shows I do. It's been an absolute fucking pleasure to um, meet Mister Luke today, dude. Appreciate it. it. Do you know what? It, it's been a. It's been an experience. That's what a lot of people have, uh, say. You, uh. you have. You have been. A, uh, <laughs> you have been instrumental in this chat tonight. It, it, do you know what? And let's be fair. For the subscast gaming, we let's say hello to the chat. 
Thank you, all chat. Stubbs, there we go. Thank you. Thanks, chat, and thanks, animated. Yes. Removal sanity. Thanks for coming on. Again, much appreciated having me on. It's always nice to be on a, a, such a great panel. And of course, having Luke on, well, I'm sure we'll have him on again soon to keep us all in the loop, technically, and <laughs> in the law as well. Um, it's, it's, no, it's good to have you on, my friend. Um, oh, thank you very much. And again, if, you, if you're interested in, in, in listening to the, the crap I talk about, um, you can normally find me on Twitter, Minds, YouTube, and Xbox under the name Removal Sanity. Much appreciated. Thanks for coming on, um, Removable Sanity. I haven't made no mistakes this week with Animated and Removable. No, you didn't. You didn't get all confused of whoever we were. No, I did did it on the Supercast, but towards the end, it kind of happened. It did towards the end. It's like a theme. Clearly, one of us is on your mind more than the other. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Um, we see you Indie Gamer. Many more Shizno. There's two mine. Matty KO. Darth Praxis is actually... He will be joining us in March. He will be. Uh, to come on the show. Will, I've sorted that out now with the DMs. Um... <clears throat> yeah, but thanks for pop, chop, uh, popping on and listening. And if you're listening on to Spotify after, please leave us a five star review if you, th- if you think uh, we've entertained you enough. I'm sure VJ Talents have, have left you laughing. <laughs> or in casualty. <laughs> but yeah, thanks everyone, and we'll see you next week. See ya. It's nice.